You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. It's your boy at 35, All America. And Dan. Dan and Moore in 35. We back in the building, man. Fresh off of spring scrimmage. How y'all feeling? Oh man, I'm good. I'm good, man. I uh I feel like I need to be out there scrimmaging, man. I see these boys out there in that fresh Jordan gear, Dan. Boys putting up pictures looking fresh. I wish I had some of that Jordan gear back in the day. I don't know if you would have looked as fresh as they do, Mon. I don't know, Dan. I would have tried to pull off some. <laughs> hey, I you look your best shot, right? I see, yeah. I see uh, Dean out there with the mixed match sleeve matching the socks. He had a lot of socks going on. Out there. I'm saying, but it ain't too much socks I could do with 35. So I kind of would have kind of been like, you know. But he got zero. So you think Trey Dean like listened to the pod and, and wanted to be like like Dan with all the uh, accoutrement? <laughs> <laughs> see, I can see it. I can see it. Hey, yeah. Silk, how was uh, your trip to Chicago? Amazing, man. Uh, I had a great time. It's it's semi closed, semi open. However, you see life, <laughs> but uh, it's not. It's not. Everything wasn't open, but uh, we got to enjoy the city. We wanted to see a couple of the museums that that was closed, um, but just being able to just uh, got to see the Bean, Sears uh, mm-hmm. Tower. We did the whole boat tour of the river. It's a beautiful city, man. The way it's constructed and everything. Just a masterpiece of art and architecture, dog. Like, um, a lot of inspiration. That's what I'll say. Got to go by Kanye House. That was dope. Went okay. to the south side of Chicago. Got to see some vibes out there. See what it's like. You you, you went to Old Block? Old Block. What's Old Block? She keep them. Keep oh, no, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't Groupon didn't have the uh, Crips and Bloods tour. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't sign up for the Crips and Bloods tour. Unfortunately, you, you go down there with King Von them. No, 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 no. Guys, man. I was with the family. You know, I will oh, spring okay. for the uh, the gang violence tour next time. Got to let Seiko get a little bit bigger, huh? I tell you what, man. Downtown Chicago is very clean, though. Like, I, like for the city, a city that size, yeah. you see the building. I was expecting to see uh, more homelessness and and just. Not clean streets. I've been in New York a, a, a million times, but uh, Chicago's very clean. I enjoy myself. No, Chicago's a beautiful city. It's one of my favorite cities to to visit. It's just so damn cold and, and windy all the time. Uh-huh. I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it that for cold, uh, for the man. Year. Yeah, looks around those buildings. Woo! I heard man, so, many, tell you, so many horror stories from Major from back in the day. Bro, I get we get off the uh, plane. Um, the Uber driver tells us, "Man, you guys choose a great time to come to Chicago. The weather's great right now." I'm like, what? <laughs> what? It's thirty degrees, fifty miles per hour winds. Like it feel like like it's the beginning of the end. And he's like, "Man, this is a great time to come." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> but overall, great city. I enjoyed it, man. Awesome, dude, stuff. Awesome. Black, what'd you do this weekend? Oh uh, man, I just uh just hung out. Really, I uh, kids on spring break, so we came down to to uh, to Lakeland. Uh, we had to bury my friend mm. um, Jamar Taylor that actually uh, passed away suddenly. Um, his funeral was this weekend. You know, I don't know how how to put this in terms, but it was one of the best conducted funerals I probably ever went to. Mm. 
um, the way it was just set up was phenomenal. Um, to send him away like that was awesome. <clears throat> um, a bunch of our old former players were there. Um, <laughs> they had this thing I, I saw circulating on Facebook where everyone talks about Coach Castle, but none of his former players have pictures with him. All right, so obviously I have I had a few of them, uh, but I got all the guys together with Coach Castle, and we took like a group photo. So um, it was cool, man, just to, to have an opportunity to do that. And um, now kids are on spring break, so I'm enjoying my time down in Lakeland, and uh, I'm gonna go to St. Pete in the next few days or whatnot, and uh, do the rest mm-hmm. of it there. So just hanging out, man. Very good, very good. Condolences, man. Yeah. Sorry to hear that, Ahmad. Um, well, I'm excited to uh, to hang out with you this week. I'm sure you'll just let me know whenever you're free, and we'll get together. Yeah, Dan. Whatever day you want to get together, man, just let me know. <laughs> hey, Dan. Oh, man, hey, I, I, April third's coming up. I'm be mm. out there. We vibing and kicking it in the bay. Yeah, we are. We got uh, we got the boat booked and everything else mm. for uh, for the second. Got the third going on. Uh, so I'm excited for it. Very. very How was your weekend? It was good. I'll. Uh, I do. I went to the beach. It's a beach Saturday. A little overcast, but uh, still beautiful day at the beach. And then Sunday is kind of a relaxing day. Needed it. Needed it. It's been a uh, long couple weeks, um, so didn't do much yesterday. But uh, you know, overall, being able to go to the beach in March ain't uh, ain't too much to complain about. You know. Yeah, I, I sure enough. I don't know. It was kind of cool here this morning. Like yeah. yesterday when I got back, it was a little cool. And then this morning, it was weird. It was like fifty eight. So like I don't know who's in charge of the weather machine, but they, 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 they working overtime. This is definitely jacket weather, you know. Yeah, I've been. I had to wear a jacket all day today. It was cold. It was like sixty one is high. Very very chilly here. Not, not used <laughs> to that. A chilly sixty one. Yeah, a very chilly sixty one. It kind of is probably very similar to what you were doing with in Chicago. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, boys, let's. Uh, Let's get on with the show. We've got a lot to uh, to go over uh, this week, including uh, two guests this week: uh, Terrence Sanders, former defensive tackle uh, from that 06 to 010 class, and uh, we got Jordan Harold from the uh, Creative uh, Directive Group, Creative Direction Group uh, for the Football Recruiting Office. So that'll be a, a ton of fun to uh, to chat with him. As always, this show is sponsored by our friends over at the Thomas Firm, which is going to help handle. Your insurance claims for property damage to your home or business. It got over 20 years of experience with roof damage and leaks from storms, water damage, hail damage, hurricanes, sinkholes, and fires. Work all over the state of Florida. Give them a call, 813-221-2525, tntattorneys.com, 813-221-2525. All right, boys, let's get the uh, elephant out of the room um, or talk about the elephant in the room, then we can get it out of the room for the next few months. Uh, Florida Gators basketball uh, wins round one in overtime against Virginia Tech on Friday. Uh, turns around, loses to number 15 seed Oral Roberts on Sunday night, 81 to 78, ending the Florida Gators run uh, this basketball season. Just a couple things from our friend Eric Fawcett. Uh, the starting group of Trey Mann, Appleby, Locke, Deruji, and Castleton was plus nine on the night. Uh, but that group didn't see the floor for the last nine minutes and 30 seconds of the game, uh, which was pretty wild considering that the Gators blew a double-digit lead during that time. They said, or uh, pardon me, Eric said that the lineup of Man, Appleby, Locke, Osifo, and Castleton was the lineup that played from six minutes and 33 seconds to the remaining three minutes and 20 seconds. In that three minutes and 13 seconds, the Gators were minus six, and that lineup did not play together in the entire game up until that. 
and former five-star guard Scotty Lewis was minus 11 in his 19 minutes of play yesterday. So ultimately a uh, tough loss for the Gators should have won that one against the number 15 seed. You're gifted that one when they beat Ohio state, uh, end up blowing a, a double digit lead and, and lose. So uh, thoughts on the season, any parting thoughts for Michael white? Nah, more the same. Um, I want to be the dead horse. I just think we need a new yep. basketball coach. We got a Bogo deal. Uh, and we, one day we're going to talk about uh, Foley's hires, but I think we got a Bogo deal with him and McElwain. And it's just time to get a new basketball coach. So that's where I'm at with it. No deep takes. Yep. Ahmad, you want your DMs messed up too, like mine? Go ahead. We got. Man, listen, bro. I'm, I'm with you. It's up. We, we want to talk about the that being, you know, uh, Foley hires. I can guarantee you this. That shit probably wouldn't last it long either with Foley here. So. Um, you know, we can take it how we want to take it. You know, I'm not taking no shots at anyone, but I feel like it's a lot of buddy buddy shit going on. And you know, if if they are upset at this, then I feel like I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be more upset about the shit than than they are. So until, until we make some changes, bro, I'm not getting upset about the shit anymore, bro. What's the, like, who's the binky well, that had what, a good breakdown? Go ahead, go ahead. DJ Dan no, was one of two. I just read your name. Dan's and the ones. In, yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's what I think, you know, Ahmad, I think you speak for the fan base when you say that there's a lot of apathy, you know, a lot of people uh, want Mike white, um, you know, gone or, you know, bring a new coach in. Uh, but a lot of people expect that he's going to be back. And a lot of people just kind of expect the same thing next year. The Gators, I don't believe will be as talented next year as they were this year, unless they get some sort of influx of transfers in. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, Florida's basketball program is now a program that I think has a lot of apathy. I think a lot of people were you know, disappointed, but also not angry when the Gators lost yesterday, they kind of expected it. And, you know, I, to be honest with you, when Virginia Tech ended up tying that game and taking it to overtime in round one, I, I didn't think the Gators would bounce back. But uh, this is no attack on on any player on the team or anything else. But I I think that you can see the way that they play. Uh, there's just there there's got to be a change that's going to be made. And uh, I'll be honest with you, like you said, Black, I just don't think a change will be made. Yeah, I mean, we we, we can sit up here until the cows come home, and you know, but you know, when you when you're getting attacked. We go from winning back-to-back national championships, and then you get attacked by you know people saying, "Hey, you know, we 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 kept it close with you know LSU at home. Like, keep it close with LSU. That shit shouldn't even be in a conversation in basketball. Like, what are we talking about?" So yeah, you just get a new bag of excuses. Yeah, every man, every year, bro. So, so so this one is was Keontae out. You know, I, all due respect to Keontae Johnson, he's not Michael Jordan. So I don't understand where. You know, we, I mean, we had this kid this past couple of years, and we just lost to the Orals. Yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> was, was, you know, the Orals. We can't lose the Orals. You guys <laughs> know, the neck, man. We lost to a team out there throwing neck, man. God, what do you guys even know which state Oral Roberts is in? I don't even I have know. No bro. idea. Oh. The only reason I know that man, they had a bunch of white girls jumping up and down cheering for oil, man. Like I don't understand, bro. That like, sounds like most schools, though. It is a, it is a <laughs> evangelical school in beautiful Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh man, that's so funny, bro. But hey, man, you know <laughs> what you got? We say uh, where is it at? It's in beautiful Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, boys are throwing neck in the in the, in the Sweet Sixteen. The fighting throwing necks, bro. We lost to the fighting throwing necks, bro. What? They are, they are a Christian evangelical school. I don't need. I don't need God on my. Uh, 
I don't need God spite me down for the for those. Oh, that's kids. a that's a that's a that's a. Uh, I didn't know that was a Christian university. <laughs> oh man, I'm you, you feel bad now or no? Nah, man, <laughs> oh, yeah. nah bro. Mike White should feel bad. I don't feel bad because they they shouldn't have no reason even naming that. There, they should have been like Mr. Roberts or something. Like, nah, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I went to sleep. I was watching the game. I felt good, man. I went to sleep right out the. Uh, I can't remember what play it was, but I passed out and I woke up the next morning. And so many people was just like the Mike White hive was all in my DMs, like, yo, you were right about Mike White. Nah, bro. No, 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 no. Fucking loss. Huh? Yeah. yeah. That shit was bad, bro. The last I woke up and then I seen the meltdown and I seen some good takes. What's it? What's the kid named Ben Murphy had a bunch yeah, of takes ben about Murphy, the, yeah. the lack of draft picks, the lack of uh big wins, the lack of uh just in progress in the program, in-state yeah. win rivals. No, no SEC championships, which is – we don't got a lot of those anyways for the SEC. But it's just like nothing you could grasp, nothing you could you could clean <coughs> hang your hat on at all with Mike White. He can recruit. Yeah, there's no active work. Okay. I mean, he can recruit sometimes. He can recruit too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean shit. I mean, at this point, you know. Yeah, at the end of the day, if you're not developing those guys, oh, Scott Lewis was wanted by every school hey, in, the, in America. They want to lie. We call timeout. I don't know if they told you. We we feel like we we getting the, the, you know a play drawn up to go probably possibly win the game and did he have a drawing board? I never seen Mike drop anything. Man, this man inbound the ball and one on one down the court and try to shoot a three. And I'm like, what? All right, bro. This what this man? What is this, bro? Like, so, you know? so thinks uh, so thinks Mike White takes out a basketball like when you were playing uh, like pickup football back in the day and just drawing a play with his hand on the back of the ball. Yeah, he don't even do that. I just say, get out of the way. Going That's what it was, bro. Hey, everybody, get out the way. Like you know, how when you watch cartoons and like it's one person that's real good, and the coach is like everybody pass the ball to Greg. Yeah. That's what it was like, bro. Like just pass the ball to one person and move out the way. No, I never seen him come out of timeout and do anything brilliant ever, ever, bro. But I would say a shout out to Trey Mann, who is likely going to be heading off to the NBA. A heck of a career for him uh, at the University of Florida, and he will probably be Mike White's first ever draft pick. So. Shout out to Trey Mann and his dream of uh, of the NBA. Trey Mann had a heck of a, uh, heck of a season. They're going to say something like, oh, my white, season got, by Trey Mann. my white got draft picks. One. All right. What we got next? We will be the next thing we got to hear. On from there. So this let's give a shout out to our friends over at roof soldier we'll break down our football here uh, a bit roof soldier is a veteran owned company that specializes in all aspects of residential and commercial roof replacement and repair give them a call 1877 roofs l f l pardon me or visit their website at roofsoldier.com so if you want a free inspection or if you want a roof replacement again commercial or residential 1877 roofs f l roofsoldier.com tell them Steve and Gail sent you get a couple hundred dollars at least off of your roof replacement or repair. Uh, spring practice is over uh, as of, uh, I believe, Saturday. The Gators' final scrimmage had some some big plays. It seems like the offense started to put a little thing, uh, a little bit more together. Uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, from what we were told, had a uh, pretty good game as well as uh, or as well as Emory Jones. Pardon me. This was apparently Emory Jones' uh, best day throwing uh, the ball so far this uh, this spring. 
Lorenzo Lingard, uh, Silk, you've mentioned him a few times, uh, probably had uh, 100, 130 yards uh, on the day rushing. A lot of people have talked about how much and how far along he's come uh, over the last year or so. Uh, so expect Lorenzo Lingard to get some uh, some opportunity there in the backfield. Naquan Wright is still uh, the number one at the uh, running back position right now. And then let's – Hold on, hold on, real yeah. quick. Let's talk about what we talked about so yeah. far. Do do you believe? Because I've been hearing Lorenzo Liga been breaking some big runs and, and has looked explosive throughout the spring. Do you think he jumps them in real life on the depth chart? I don't know. That's a great question. So, uh, Demarcus Bowman has been injured. You know, there's an expectation that he'll play. Uh, Naquan Wright is your presumed favorite right now, but again, we've talked about it. And Ahmad even said it last week that this team will only go as far as Malik Davis goes. So you have to imagine that Malik Davis will play, and then, da- <laughs> and then Damian Pierce. And we really have five people that that want the ball and need the ball. I, I don't know how much he gets, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it will be um, next season, not this upcoming season. Bro, I'm telling you, bro. Season after though, he really only takes some meaningful snaps. I'm telling you, if you ain't know no better and you look at Florida football, you think we have one running back in Malik Davis, bro. You don't put up pictures of nobody else. I don't care about the pictures. That's all that's all I'm gonna see. And you know, he's probably cuter than he's probably cuter than other guys. You think so? Hey man, hey, nah, I know not. But Naquan, Naquan may not be photogenic. I don't know. Uh, right now, like I think he's the best back, the most uh that's what I'm saying. complete I, guy. I just I mean, feel like everybody agrees on that. I, I feel like he don't like He's not like a running back that you're gonna just see him. Just like, oh, okay, he get off the bus, he looking good. Like the way he run the ball and stuff, it's just not flashy. But he get that shit done, bro. And he got moves and all that. Oh no, yeah, he look like he fresh off the block. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, bro. Malik, Malik could go do a gap campaign or something, and then like, <laughs> like they can move like that too, though. He moves a little different. Yeah, he got bro. a little, he got a little Antonio. Is, no, he got the Antonio Callaway energy and demeanor about himself. Right, there are a lot, are a lot of like in, in, in a lot of ways. I mean, I think a lot weird, of people bro. forget what, what Naquan Wright was likely going to be a five star running back until he hurt himself before Correct. he got hurt, right? And so he's always had the talent, and he was just a guy that fell down a lot of boards. You know, Florida was able to, to get him, and then he was buried on a depth chart that that has a lot of talent still has a lot of talent but to be able to work your way up and pass you know guys that are ahead of you in that class in Damian Pierce and Malik Davis yeah I think I think uh Naquan's the real deal I would love to see and I think Lorenzo had to break off some big runs and really stand out in spring for him to like, move his way up that depth chart and I think that's what um that's what happened I think we're gonna see some Lorenzo linger in the fall it's hard to keep a guy out the field that that can break 90 yard runs at any given moment Happy to see that he's sending a lot of good reports on him. So I'm just happy that he's sounding like he's bouncing back. Not all is good on the offensive side of the ball, though. Uh, Stuart Reese, who we've talked about playing center, uh, was replaced by Kingsley Gawkin. I know that that's not how you pronounce his name, so just somebody let me know. Uh, at the center position and then the interior offensive line is not doing well still. Uh, so again, Florida's going to probably enter the season with some offensive line uh, deficiencies. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, that seems to have been the last three years for the Gators. So we will absolutely see what they do on the offensive side of the ball, our offensive line side of the ball. There was some people moved that. Then was the guy? How you say his, his name is Center? Uh, all I know is Kingsley. E G U A K. Don't say it. No, no, say it. How you say his name? I, I, Igakin? 
Igakwin. See if you struggling, you know I can. You know I, I ain't that I can conquer. We'll that just one. call him. We'll just call him Kingsley. Kingsley. Yeah, I just gonna say his last name, so I want to see if you can say it. Yeah, no. Uh, I heard he's starting to get some burn at the center spot, and I like that. Uh, I wasn't really hyped about reset. I want to see these young boys move up the depth chart and start doing what they do. Heavy guys. Bron Kingsley, what is going on with uh? What's my man on um, Trot? What was his name? The, the 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 other guy that came from the Duval Michael area. Tarquin. Tarquin. Hey, what's uh, up with these what, guys? From what I gather, there is no good news on Michael Tarquin. That's what I'm saying. We got to develop these guys. If we're going to take three stars that are, that are, uh, that have potential that we could develop, and that's what we're hanging our hat on, that elite recruiting, getting the five-star kids with less developing needed, needed, I think we need to uh, actually develop the kids. Correct. That is something that we have seemingly struggled with. Like you said, Silk, the most important thing is, is if you're going to take a lot of developmental kids, you have to develop them. Uh, there's a reason why I think, especially on this podcast and on the internet, we've been talking very much about, Hey, it's great to get guys that, that will develop your Ethan whites, those kind of folks. But at the end of the day, what if you could develop a four-star guy or a five-star guy into that role instead? And I think that that's where you're seeing Florida's deficiencies are. Right. Is they have a lot of people that have to pan out, and if they don't, you have a bunch of people not everywhere that still though. need to pan up. Just the areas we're having trouble at, right? Because we don't, we're not. I mean, at the other position, you look at the wide receiver room; it's full of. We're not developing three stars there. Oh no, no! They, I was just talking about just on the offensive line. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if if the, if the results are working everywhere else except for the room we're taking a bunch of projects at. Like every, everything else seems like to be developing. We'll see what linebacker look like, what we're about to talk about the defensive side of the ball. But on the offensive side of the ball, the only thing that's not developing and getting better is the, the, the room that you're taking all the projects in. Right. And I think that we've seen that for years. Um, you know, certainly you're going to nail, you know, one or two, um, you know, and some folks are going to get better. And, you know, you get your guys like uh, – you know, you're potentially your Ethan Whites and some of these other guys, but th there's nothing that has shown me that any of the projects that Florida has taken on the offensive line of the ball has really panned out to being significantly better than what they were recruited as, right? Like we have hopes that um, Ethan White might develop into something, but who was the best player on the offensive line that was a young guy last year, Josh Braun? Josh Brown was a highly touted, highly ranked four-star guy, right? Yeah, we can't wait four and five years for everybody to get good either. All right. Yeah, dog, like, like, we need an offensive it, line it, now. We, we saying, it, 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 it ain't a no, no rule where we got – like, bro, some dudes be good enough to play right now. Some dudes, you know, are, are gamers and they put, we put them in the game and they elevate and they get better throughout the season. But we ain't got time to be waiting on the dudes to be juniors and red shirt juniors and all that. They be trying to be good, bro. Come on. Tighten up, bro. Yeah. So we will absolutely see on the offensive side of our offensive line. I just am, am very, very concerned about what Florida has going in to next season on offensive line. Uh, everybody says that it can't be worse than last year. Uh, let me tell you, Stone Forsythe is going to potentially be drafted. Uh, Brett Hagee might have a chance of making an NFL roster or at least uh, camp. You're losing those two guys. I, I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a ton of hope. And I think that a lot of what Florida needs is going to rest on, um, you know, that offensive line. And obviously Emory Jones is a bit more mobile, should be able to get around a bit more, uh, potentially work around some of those deficiencies in the offensive line, but they're, they're going to need to, you know, if you really want to truly get and maximize what you get out of these running backs, 
that offensive line's got to get better. I agree. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. We've talked a, a bit about him on this show. Uh, Jason Marshall is a guy that is uh, doing well as a, as a true freshman, uh, early enrollee. Uh, he may be able to lock down that other starting spot behind uh, our next to Kyrie Elam. So we will see. Uh, but he is getting some rave reviews. Tyron Hopper is also getting some rave reviews in terms of what he's been able to do. And then Donovan McMillan is also getting some uh, rave reviews as well. Uh, Donovan McMillan is a guy that we've talked about a lot about on the show, is a guy that we think can come in, contribute, was a state champion wrestler, a sure tackler, but is also making some big plays at that, uh, at that safety position. So we will see with the three of them as well. You guys hearing anything else on the defensive side of the ball? No, I'm excited. Well, I'm hearing Hopper he looks really good. Um, everything's starting to come together. The lights coming on as, as far as him reading, reacting, uh, looking more like a natural linebacker. I'm not getting bullied around. So I'm just happy uh, about the, the the Hopper news. Uh, hearing Wingo is, is looking good. It's just hard for us. To do. We're just going by hearsay. So, I mean, it's just us regurgitating a lot of things that's on message boards. Uh, mm -hmm. But Marshall – um, the opposite side of Elam has been my biggest concern. I've said it on a big three roll up. I said it on here. I've been harping on that all offseason. I'm not a big, huge fan of uh, Jaden Hill being on the outside like that. I think he's on the, the slider, slider side. I think he needs, needs a little bit more development and getting bigger. Be playing on the outside, on the island like that in the SEC. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing him at some star maybe, but we also got some guys that could play there. So him in the backup role is probably the better, better thing. I think Jason Marshall's Big stout kid. You know, him and Edom will look a lot alike on those islands. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Um, a guy that can Ahmad, match up with big physical receivers as well. Absolutely. Ahmad, I forgot to mention that your boy Fenley Graham had an interception and a fumble recovery and a, a big hit, according to, uh, to our friend Hollywood Bob over there at, uh, at 247. Nice. Uh, Bob Redman. So I, uh, so I, Fenley, I talked to Fenley Graham today. So, you know, um, I called him and he's supposed to be sending me over the clip. So, whenever I get him, um, but yeah, he was telling me about it and whatnot. And um, what do you got him playing at? Like corner safety or some shit like that, bro. But I, listen, if any of the coaches are listening to my show or our show, sorry, they are. No, it's uh, your show. What our show? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Did you guys not see Finley Graham in high school? Is what? Put the ball in his hands. What I'm saying. What the hell are we what? doing, bro? Like, what know. the hell is this, bro? I'm not a I'm coach. Here, I'm here. We putting freaking Weston at Wildcat quarterback. And we got yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, let the Weston. Let the West. Hey, let me tell you. Let me get a little bit of information. He from the muck. Um, uh, so like, I know you about to ride for the crib. I got to yeah. ride for the crib a little bit too. Uh, well, Jamari Weston you know, is about you know, to be everything you, that Dan Mullen is hyping. All right, well, Dan, you know what? Well, you know what? What Urban used to tell me? Press play. It's mm -hmm. all ball and shit. Put, put Finley Graham. Put, and I said Weston's not a good player. Man, this man is dangerous with the ball, bro. We got this man at safety, bro. Think about it, Dan. 160-some pounds, yeah, pounds. He may you, you may disagree with where he's playing at right now, but let's not throw West into that mix of No, no, no. You can pump the tires of one player without slandering another, Ahmad. I'm not slandering him. I'm just telling you I know a person that right now could probably, possibly be better with, with the ball in their hands. Is, is, Finley, is Finley Graham, and I don't know much about what they're doing for, for punt and kickoff. Do they still have him slated for – Punt return, kick return. I don't even. I, I don't think so, bro. That's hmm. the crazy part. Like, what, what? Like, what are we doing? Like, I what? thought that that's why he was being recruited. To be honest what, with you, not to be put no, at. They safety. made it. They made it right away. Right. They, 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 he was <laughs> playing on the defensive side of the ball. 
Yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I, I was shocked by. It. I thought maybe maybe was a slot guy. Yeah, 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 for sure. That for type sure, of, sure, in that sure. type of situation, but I know they like bigger receivers as well. I mean, I guess, bro. Not, yeah, I don't know. The closest thing we got to number one last year is, is on defense. So, I mean, you guys can take it how you want to take it. <laughs> you, don't think, you, you don't think Cole got a little of that action in him? No? Listen, bro. <laughs> you, think, you, you, think, you, you think Billy Graham would be more electric with the ball in his hands than Jacob Copeland? Goddamn right. You freaking no – are you way. freaking out? Are, are, you what? Are you out of your mind, bro? No, I think you man, a little hey, bit. call me after the show, man. <laughs> yeah, I might. <laughs> you have a conversation. Hey, bro, bro, call me after the show, man. Cause, call me after the show. Because what I – you know – Let's just say, bro, when, when, when boy's supposed to bend that shoulder up, bro. It's, it's, it's about he ain't, time. So. He ain't, I don't think he's gotten the ball in situations where he's catching the run. I don't think Jacob Colton has had that opportunity. He's had some drops. But I don't think that like, he's been running the, the routes that suit him to catch the ball and have space to run or get in jet sweeps. Uh, I mean, at, like at, at the end of the day, bro, I hope. I hope. I just, bro, I don't think you – I mean, I know sometimes, bro, you go watch Finley Graham again, bro. Oh no! I've seen the highlights. I like, I like, I like, I like with Finn. I think he should be on offense as well. That's just uh, crazy, I do, I do, bro. I do know the quickest way for him to get on the field is not on offense. But that wide receiver room is loaded. So yeah, the quickest bro, way for him to get on the day, field is bro. probably that 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 thin defensive back run. But where though? You can't put him on the outside. That's too small. And, but the rest of it, then they're wide open. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so no, I think Dean's locking down what he got locked down. I think Dean's locked down. I haven't heard of her a whole lot about Trevor. Uh, Trevor yeah, who's going to put it at the other side? Uh, you have Torrance, right? Rashad yeah. Torrance. I think it's the starting oh, safety on okay, the other side. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. I can dig it. What about uh, that I other line? I assure you spot? that it's not going to be Finley Graham, though. Yeah. We, we can know well, you got Finley Graham out on the depth chart, Dan. I don't. To be honest with you, I don't even know what, what position. If he's playing safety, then Donovan McMillan. Got I mean, it's all a, it's all a cluster back there, right? And then you add Donovan McMillan, you add a couple of the other new guys uh, that are that are there. I, I don't know. I've not seen. You know, Fenley was hurt last year, unfortunately, so that uh, yeah. you know certainly doesn't bode in his favor uh, when he committed. And, and we talked about it on this show because it wasn't long after we started stating the Gale that he committed. Uh, I know Mod was was real excited about him and his ability to return the ball. Uh, I know electric. he's fast. I know he's speedy. I know he's electric, like you said. So that's where I want to see him if he's going to get the opportunity to play. Uh, you know, but Bob Redmond said that he was the standout performer on defense during that scrimmage. So, you know, if there's well, an family? opportunity for him. Yeah. yeah but oh, see, also, see, maybe the coaches know some shit you don't know, Amad. Yeah, you know? maybe they know something. But also they said Pat Moore was a few weeks ago. So, I mean. Ooh. Yeah, right. Cool. Walk, walk on defensive back. Oh yeah, you see what I'm saying, bro. So, so what? You got to hype the walk on guys, or they quit. So that's, that's what I'm saying. What we, what are we really talking about right now, bro? <laughs> show us something, bro. We tired of hearing. I mean, I love, I, I love Bob. You know, Bob's a great guy, but Bob, you got to show us some clips or something, man. I, uh, you know, I, I don't think Bob's out there watching. I think he's just hearing it through the. Bob hearing it too. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, boys, we got Terrence Sanders waiting for us. You guys, any other thoughts on? Uh, spring practice uh, before we close out. And certainly we can talk a little bit more about it next week as well. No, I just want to harp on, like, I think the importance now, like, this is when the real, because we, we had a short uh, stint bef- between the season and spring ball. Not a, lot, not a lot of developing went down. I think now between now and, and fall camp is where our fall season is going to be, you know, so I think spring was cool. You know, we had to inst- do some install and whatnot, but uh, the important guys like Marshalls and these young boys, McMillan, 
Um, the offensive line getting stronger in the weight room. Them guys getting with Nick Savage, doing what they got to do. This is what this is what really happens at between now and fall camp. So I'm excited to see what this team, how this team grows from spring to fall camp because we had a short stint between the fall and spring. We yeah. didn't get to see a whole lot of developing. Yep, great opportunity to add some uh, some weight to these guys and get in the weight room. So. Well, let's bring on our boy, Terrence Sanders. This interview is brought to you by our friend Lee Friedland at the law firm of Friedland and Associates. He's going to help you with auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home cases, criminal matters, and personal injury cases within every jurisdiction in the state of Florida. Give him a call at 1-800-95-INJURED or visit his website, yourfighthourbattle.com. Again, that's 1-800-95-INJURED and yourfighthourbattle.com. Lee Friedland of the law firm of Friedland and Associates. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. And join us for the first time on Stadium and Gale. It's a two-time national champion, former defensive tackle at the University of Florida, Taryn Sanders. Taryn, how are you doing this evening, my friend? I am doing pretty good, guys. Uh, appreciate you having me on. It's uh, been a while since I've gone on any shows or talked to anybody about football outside of just your, your typical conversation. So I'm excited to be here. Well, Taryn, we're excited to have you, my friend. Well. Taryn, talk to us a little bit about how you ended up at uh, at the University of Florida. Oof. Um, well, being a Florida native, um, you know, I've, Florida's always been my dream school. So as I was coming up through high school, middle school, whatever it was, um, you know, I always had aspirations of being there. And uh, I told myself when Ron Zook was there, I, I didn't like what I was hearing about him. So they weren't really on my radar. And then, and, um, when I heard Urban Meyer was taking over, uh, I really zeroed in and made it my focal point to get there. I wanted to play for him because uh, I knew he was going to come in and do something special. So it really came down to coming into camp uh, my junior year. You know, Coach Madison at the time told me, look, I like what I see, but I'm not offering you until I see you in person. So when I came down to camp and, and showcased my talents, that's kind of when I gained that interest. And uh, I didn't even take any visits or anything. Uh, once they offered, <laughs> that was it. What What was that like when they when they gave you that offer? You had worked so hard at it, uh, and then they give you that offer. Was it a commit on the spot type of situation, or or what was that like once you got the offer? It was kind of a commit on the spot. Um, you know, Coach Adazio called me uh, the weekend after camp and officially offered me a scholarship to come play. And I played the conservative route, said, hey, give me some time to think about it. I need about two weeks. Um, but, you know, right after I got off the phone, I had spoke to my pops, told him what was going on. And uh, he goes, well, what'd you tell him? I said, well, I, I told him I needed some time to think about it. He's like, what the hell are you thinking about? If you wanted to be a Gator, you might as well go ahead and commit. So I literally called him like five minutes later. I was like, yo, Coach Mezio, uh, I'm ready to commit, come and be a Gator and do something special with these boys. Dude, I love it. So, talk to us a little bit about that transition. So, you you early and are you uh, you come in during? Did you early enroll? Or did you come in during the summer? No, I came in during the summer. Okay, that's what I thought because that's where I met you and uh, and Marcus Gilbert, like my second day of college <laughs> at uh, at Broward Dining. So, yeah, yeah, so he had to give us a quick flex, Taryn. Yeah, give us a quick flex. Yeah, just had to let yeah. people know that me and Taryn are boys. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so, talk to us about what that transition <laughs> was like from from high school to uh, to college for you. That was wild. Um, you know, the the talent that, that we had that year, 
um, and and just transition from high school to college in itself for me was was crazy. You know, um, the freedom that I had, my pops was strict. You know, so being able to kind of make my own decisions, but also just the college life in itself was it, it was you know magnetizing. So, um, but you know, I actually was late to <laughs> to our very first team meeting. Um, because I didn't have a cell phone, they changed the time uh, up by 30 minutes. So I was on time according to the original time that they gave us, but I was 30 minutes late. So that didn't bode very well. Um, but the transition within itself, I think, I think it was really just trying to get to know everybody and you know, you kind of feel everybody out and see who's about what. And, uh, but it didn't take long for that, that, that brotherhood to, to grow. And uh, I think, um, you know, Coach Marotti and those boys, they did a great job allowing that to happen. So with the college life, you know, it, it consumed me. I almost lost my scholarship. We could touch on that later if you want. But uh, like I said, my dad was strict, and I let that college life consume me of the freedom and being able to do whatever. I redshirted my freshman year. Um, so my responsibilities at that time felt like they were very minimal, just show up, give the offense a good look, work out whenever they need me to. And so I felt like I could – live that normal college life, but they, they kind of whipped me back into shape real quick and made me realize that that wasn't the case. Give us a little bit more information on that. What was that like? The, uh, Cause I think we, we hear about the recruits all the time that come and they kind of um, some party too much, some start going to classes. What was that whole process like of you not, or, or just getting a little bit un, un, unresponsible? Hold on, Taren, before, yeah. before you answer that. So I'm gonna answer a little bit for you, for Taren. So, at, you know, we came in in January when we came in in January and they had just won a national championship, that 06 class had five o'clock workouts almost weekly because they were missing class and stuff. So, Terry, elaborate on that a little bit about um, what Silk just asked you and, and about how you guys were acting after the national championship. We were acting an ass. You know, we felt like nobody could tell us anything. Um, you know, we were riding high off the national championship, you know, um, I wasn't one that missed class, but I definitely was out partying with, with everybody, enjoying the nightlife. And, um, you know, word got out real quick. I mean, they, it got so bad that Urban was sending out the street coaches to scout downtown to see uh, who was out. And, you know, they were sending, sending cats home while we were at line waiting to get in to the clubs. Um, you know, they had um, the names on the list, every workout, every practice. And uh, it had got to a point where the coaches were like, look, y'all are going to hold each other accountable. So anytime uh, this list comes back with one of y'all on here, the whole team's going to pay. And so uh, they, they had to do something. They had to, to, to you know, <laughs> they had to rope us in because you couldn't tell us nothing at that time. And uh, we thought we were going to come in the, you know, that 06 class, those seniors and, and juniors, they had set the bar real high. And we thought that we were just going to take that momentum and keep rolling with it. And uh, we could do whatever we want. So that that was, uh, you know, that <laughs> it was uh, it, it was interesting for sure. Who was your um, what, what battle on the offensive line? Because you had to go against um, some good offensive line players. You know, Urban didn't slack with the recruiting on any side of the line scrimmage. What was it like facing? Who's the dog that you faced on the offensive line? The ball um, in practice. Oh, the two guys that just retired after a luxurious <laughs> NFL career. I mean, those those pouncy twins, man. Uh, you know, because I was a three tech, and when those two were side by side, 
when we would do pods and, and inside drill and, and pass rush, um, you know, it was a battle. It was went up against them all the time. And, you know, the the talent that they had, the work that the work ethic that they had, and, and uh, it showed uh, not only in the games, but on the practice film. Uh, those guys, they did nothing but want to, you know, give it 110% every snap. And they brought the best out of us because if, if we didn't go 110%, we was going to end up on their highlight reel. And uh, Coach McCartney and Coach Madison definitely highlighted that during every uh, film session. Amar, speak on the intensity of the practices a lot. Give me, give me some of your takes on on times that were just crazy competitive and intensive. You, you don't even got to elaborate on too much. Just tell, talk about Tuesday practices. That's all you got to talk about, bro. Just Tuesday practices. About. My God, man. Amar, <laughs> you, you remember the three P's, right? Punt, pursuit, punts. Um, oh my God. I'm gonna tell you we. We practice so hard on Tuesdays, and I, I, you know, you hear people say this all the time, but we practice so hard on Tuesdays and hell, even some Wednesdays that when it came Saturday, you know, you look at the sideline after a series, see how many guys were winded. I mean, it wasn't, it was so intense. It was like a game. I mean, it, <laughs> we would do, uh, you know, scrimmage at the end, two minute drill, but it was full speed, 100, 100%. But the problem was, not, it wasn't even really a problem, but the the stuff that had went on in practice all the way up till the end, those last few periods, got people so heated, and that competitive that competitiveness was just pouring out of guys that you know it, they had to calm us down sometimes because it, you just were going so hard, and, and that's just how Tuesdays were. It kind of was either you know shit or get off the pot. You you had no choice. Now you went through a whole lot, not a whole lot, but you went through some injuries, and so did my man Patchen at the time. Um, that was at UF. What was that? What was that process like? Uh, injuries, recovery. What was your mindset? Well, injuries, like? injuries are like a roller coaster ride, you know, because you get back healthy, you're like, okay, I'm good to go, and then something else happens, and now you're like, well, damn, somebody's gonna take my spot, or you know, uh, am I gonna recover 100? Am I gonna be back to where I was before or better? Uh, it's definitely an emotional roller coaster, and the hardest part is, um, you know, staying staying dedicated and committed to getting back. Especially when you see guys who um, you know are a threat to you seeing the field, you know, and they're out right. there thriving on the fact that you're gone. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to where most of my injuries happened uh, off season, but I missed a lot of spring ball. I think I only participated in one spring, one or two spring seasons out of the five years I was there due to injuries. And, uh, you know, that that really, it, it scares you. You don't know. The future so unknown, and there's so much talent. We recruit talent. Every, look, at, um, look at Jay Howard. Look at Sharif Floyd. All the, those guys were, you know, they were rotators with me. I was a starter, but they were rotators with me. So one slip up, and right. <laughs> I was riding the pine for sure, for, you know, on a permanent basis. So, um, it's definitely, I think for me, it was more of a mental battle than it was a physical battle because it's easy to get inside your own head and, and start questioning, uh, am I, do I still got it? Is there anything right. left in the tank? Um, you know, can I keep doing this? Will my body hold up? Uh, so that it, it's definitely more of a mental battle than it is a physical battle. What gets you opinion. through that? When you, when you were like, it, and you are my, you both can answer that, but as a competitor, when you, cause you're dealing with other players that's coming from high school and they're the best of the best or where they come from. So, I mean, naturally some doubt starts to creep in, right? Uh, whether it's injury or you're not moving to the depth chart. Like, how you get over that hump? 
you really just got to keep going. I mean, you got to question, you got to ask yourself, is this what you want? Is it worth it? Are you going to put in the extra work? I mean, in 2008, um, me and, 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 uh, me and, uh, Lawrence Marsh, we did extra after every practice. Every practice, you would see us out there running, hitting the sled, doing whatever. I mean, even in preparation for the national championship game, we knew they were a no-huddle offense. And me and, and Marsh at BA, um, we we were doing extra just so that we can get our conditioning up so that we could be ready. And I think that's kind of what set us apart from uh, you know, playing and, and riding the bench is the fact that the coaches saw that they could rely on us and that we were putting in that extra work. Um, but really, it, it, you can't throw a pity party for yourself because, like I said, the talent is there. These coaches are shit or get off the pot is the mentality, and they know that they got the talent behind you to come in and, and replace you and, and keep going without any kind of uh, hiccup. I mean, in 2007, you look at all the injuries we had. We had Pouncey playing D-line. I mean, right. And my biggest motivation was when we were playing Michigan in the bowl game, I had worked back from the ankle fracture from Georgia and coach Madison told me, Sanders, get ready to go in, you know, and I'm standing there and he turns around and tells Pouncey to go in instead of me and Pounce turns around and gets a pick on a screenplay. I was like, dang, that should have been mine. You know, <laughs> I don't even see the field. And, right. you know, it, at that point I had on my ride home from, uh, from Tampa, I was in the car with my pops and I told I said, this will be the last season I questioned whether or not I see the field. And he was like, what are you talking about? I said, come next season, it's not going to be a matter of when am I going to play. I want to have to ask the question of when can I get a break off, off the field? You know, and you just really have to be able to get over that. You can't throw a pity party because if you do, it's very easy to get sucked into that hole. I, I think I think you hit it right on the head. So, um, you know, nowadays with this new generation, we talked about it before, you, you, you know, if you tell them they got to sit or you tell them they got a red shirt, they're either leaving or they ain't trying to hear that shit. And yeah, we didn't have no transfer portal. Yeah, we didn't have none of that transfer portal. And guess what? If you if you left, you just left on your own, whatever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and it's almost guaranteed you're sitting out at least a year. Yeah, but but you look like, you know, you know what you look like, the, the P word, if you leave, bro. Like, come on, bro. Why, what, mm-hmm. You leaving, you leaving yeah. because because you, you're scared to compete? Because because the guy in front of you is is competing better than you right now and beating you and everything, so instead of you staying and competing, you're gonna leave. That's what we. That's what Urban would have called us back then. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if coaches can do that nowadays, right? No, well, no, they can't. Uh, I know they can't not, do that. Now you see what I'm saying? So that's 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 the huge difference, right? With 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 how guys was brought up and you know, Tanner talk about it, man. I mean, we we have periods where. You know, each period is, is, is five minute periods. We get the period freaking ten, and Urban to start the practice over. Bro, yep. it's hot. bro, it's extremely hot outside. What do you mean you starting the practice over, bro? It, it don't care if you, they don't care if you got tutoring after because we're gonna just get, push tutoring back. If you guys don't want to get the tutoring late, you practice well. Does that make sense? It's it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's an easy compromise. So. <laughs> you you want to stay you want to stay up all night doing homework, or you want to or you don't? Right, right. You practice well, right? Um. I'm I'm with Taryn, dog. That 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 Michigan game was 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 tough, you know. Um to to see how thin we were, you know, in the D line on the back end. Um it, it was tough to watch that game, you know, and um a lot of guys did turn it around that offseason. I mean, you know, you got guys like L Marsh and you got guys like like Terrence Sanders, but you also got guys like like Cunningham that turned it around. You know what I'm saying? Like you got a bunch of guys that really that really could turn that corner, man. AJ Jones that really turned that corner that next year, bro. And 
And that, and that's what, what I don't think a lot of people understand, you know. I mean, people don't understand the magnitude of it. I mean, y'all remember the LSU game in 07 when they mm-hmm. when we Baton Rouge and, you know, they converted those four fourth downs. I kid you not, Urban Meyer came into the defensive line meeting room that following that following meet day and he told us, look, y'all, we lost this game because of y'all. Mm. He looked in my eyes. He looked Marsh in his eyes. B.A., he said, we lost this game because Madden coach don't trust you enough to put you in the game. Wow, bro! Do you realize the 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 effect that that has when the head coach come in and say that y'all single handedly are the reasons? Of, and we I knew we knew what he was doing, but at the same time, right. you know, it, the message was received. And Madison didn't say nothing. Madison was like, "He's right. I don't trust you guys to put you in the game." And I'm like, "Well, dang, I'm a scholarship player. How could you not trust me?" And it, you right. know, that whole season was a growing period for us. And I'm be honest with you, I think that's why in 2008 we turned it around the way we did. You know, and and we had a lot of great leadership. You know, um, these guys came in. I know that I didn't want Urban Meyer looking at me the way he did that. After that, give, give, give us give us some take because he played a lot of psychological games. Um, no, I'm, like I'm, you just said, like bro, I mean, as a, as a dad hat, that I bro. try to like play the games with my son of like not being let down to put that on their mind. Don't don't ever let me down. You know what I'm sure. saying? No, that's a psychological sure. I, game. I, I don't mean to interrupt. Give me some of that. I don't even I don't mean to interrupt. So, but he already gave you one. Mm-hmm. He already gave you one, bro. You yeah. don't even know he gave you one, Basil, and he already gave you one. Taryn, did you take any official visits? Yes or no? No. No. All right, then. And, and when I did, and when I did, when, when I told him I was talking about it, when I, when I said, you know, because I, I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to take advantage of the, the, the official visits I got. Why not have somebody pay for me to, you know, take no, a you're not. while travel cash? Sure, no, Adazio called me. Adazio called me. Wait, what are you doing? Why? Why? Why are you doing that? Why would you do that? Now you see. You know, it, that's it, an example it, right there. Yeah. I, I just gave you one right there. So I didn't take any either. <laughs> so back then, he has a psychological mind to to mind f you right to not take any official visits once you commit it to the University mm-hmm. of Florida. Clemson does it. I think Alabama does it. Why can't we get that back? Where have we gone wrong, Dan? Mm-hmm. To where we allow dudes to slip away? That being, I saw a guy, one of the great players in Gainesville, with freaking Miami on. How? How, bro? How you got hurricane stuff on and you're in Gainesville? I don't understand how, how we're letting that slip away. Because Urban wouldn't have done that. So, Terry, go back to, to Silk's question. Um, how how was that usually received? Um, you know, some of the psychological things. Obviously, we talked about official visits. He talked about when he walked in after you guys uh, had that LSU game. But was it usually well received as a rallying call? Was there ever any internal like strife over that or you know, disagreement over that? Or, or what was it like in the locker room? Uh, you know, with a, such a psychologically heavy coach. What I'll tell you is. Um... The, the best way to answer that is look at what we did in 2008, look at what we did in 2009. And one of the best things that uh, we did as a team, as a brotherhood, was we always reminded each other that we weren't playing for the coaches. We were playing for ourselves. You know, we respected the coaches. We loved what they were doing for us. But at the end of the day, they weren't on that field. They weren't the ones that, you know, we had, I, Ahmad had to rely on me just like he had, uh, just like, you know what I'm saying? I had to rely on him. He had to rely on me to get pressure. And, we had to rely on him to keep it locked down so that we can get to him. You know, Brandon Spikes and Stanford, they had to rely on us to keep the linemen off of them. We were playing for each other. It wasn't anything, oh, my God, Herb's mad at us. We need to do this for Herb. No, it was we, we need to do this for each other. We were the ones in the weight rooms and the mat drills. And, you know, 
grinding it out and beating the hell out of each other. So we always reminded ourselves that we were doing this for, for each other, for the brotherhood. And, and we had a, we had a bigger goal in mind. So, um, you know, we were our brother's keeper and it allowed us to continue to push through whatever it was we were going through. We understood what Urban Meyer was doing and the coaches. We, we knew what they were doing. But at the end of the day, we knew that if, if we let one brother, you know, fall and, and fall into that, that psychological sinkhole, that it was going to hurt the team. It was going to hurt the brotherhood. So uh, we held each other accountable and, and uh, made sure that everybody was good. Turn, yeah. talk to us, a, oh, talk ahead, to us a little bit about, um, you know, that, that 2008 season. You come off of a tough, uh, you know, loss to Michigan. Uh, you say that, you know, this, you know, this team really kind of put it in gear. You, you have a couple of, you know, wins. You have a win over Miami. You have a couple of other uh, wins. And then that Ole Miss game happens. And, and everybody just immediately goes back to that Tim Tebow speech. But there's obviously a lot more of a rallying cry. Talk to us a little bit about what that, um, you know, couple days was like after that. Um, there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of, uh, you know, we were disappointed. We felt like we let not only ourselves down, but get our nation down because we did have that goal of, you know, the first undefeated season with a national championship behind it. Um, but I also think there was, it, it, it awoke the beast. Um, you know, we, we knew we should have beat Ole Miss, um, we heard Tebow's speech and it just, his speech was fuel to the fire, but we had already made that decision in the locker room that this was bullshit. Nobody should have been, nobody should be hanging with us the way they were. So I think it was more so, um, I think we were, we were more so angry and, and even hungrier after that loss. I think we, we knew in 2008 that we were going to have a good season um, and we knew that we were we, we were going for that natty. But um, when we lost to Ole Miss, it was like, this can't happen again. We're better than this. And we, again, like I said, that brotherhood just got tighter. We locked arms and we knew that if we just did what we had to do, um, nobody could hang with us. And so, like I said, it was it was an anger, but it was also, you know, it, it awoke that beast that we were we were looking for. Hey, Taryn, I'm going to go back a little bit. <clears throat> um, I, I know you play for uh... – um, Coach McCarthy uh, down at, with the D line, but talk about playing for Coach Madison and that switch when uh, Madison left and you got a new coach in. In all honesty, I love Coach Madison because he's the one who got me there. Um, but Coach McCarthy is the one that pushed me further. Um, those two coaching styles are night and day. Coach Madison was like that that dad or that grandfather that you didn't want to disappoint. Uh, he never really raised his voice. He just he talk to you in a tone where if you messed up, you're like, man, I really let Coach Madison down. But Coach McCarney came in and, and he's a walking ball of sugar. I mean, this, this man, the energy that this man brought to the D-line uh, was unreal. And he told us in our first practice, he said, I put this on my mom and daddy's grave. And he told us the day said they died. And he was like, y'all are the reason Coach Madison left. He's like, that was the worst the worst practice I've ever been a part of. And, but that's just how coach coach McCartney was. He was a, a vocal energetic uh, motivator. But, but at the end of the day, I tell people that was my saving grace because I, I had two seasons of letting coach Madison down. I really felt as though he 
was moving on to the next. And when Coach McCartney came in, he sat us all down and said, I don't give a damn if you started three seasons. I don't care if you rode the pine. Everybody has a fresh start right now. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing everything I've heard about you guys out the window, and we're going to start anew. So that was, I mean, that was my fresh start. And I think it was a fresh start for some of the other cats that came in with me too. Um, but it was night and day, you know, two different coaching styles, but you got respect for both of them. For sure. So talk about, uh, you know, we'll speed, speed it up a little bit. Um, I know we mentioned Sharif Floyd and Dominique Easley and those guys that came in with that, with that class. And uh, I think you had uh, uh, Ronald Powell and those guys that came in and kind of put a fire under you guys. Um, talk about playing with those guys and, 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 and you know, um, being like a big brother to those guys who ultimately went, went first round in the NFL. And uh, talk about, you know, uh, in the meeting room with those guys and being able to teach them um, a little bit when they first got on campus. Well, you, you kind of take pride in that. And um, I know I did because you sit there, you see a guy like Sharif. I'm going to be honest with you. When Sharif came in on his visit, I thought he was a grown man from a JUCO. I was, the, the, the way he was built, I had no clue he was a senior in high school. But when he came in, you you just saw the talent oozing off that man. And you knew where he was going to end up. And so you want to make sure that you don't establish bad habits for, for a cat like that because it's very easy to do. So it's very easy to fall into that hole again, like I said. Um, so it, it it was a pride thing because we, we worked so hard to build the team how we had it. And the defense, we worked so hard to build that reputation that we had of just being nasty, being dogs and never giving up. And you want to make sure that the the cats who are taking over when you leave are are keeping up with that same, that same mentality. So um, – I took great pride in being the big brother role. And, you know, I had no problem sharing my time with Ahmad my, or with uh, Sharif my, my, my senior year because I knew he was – I knew who he was. Like you could see it in practice, in, in games. Um, I mean, the sky was the limit for him. And at that time, I had kind of felt like, look, I'm, I am where I am. And if scouts if the scouts can take me, he's going to take me. If not – you know, I just got more work to do. So, but we knew there was no drop off. I mean, Jay Howard. I mean, that cat. He 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 waited for his time. He he buy he and he, he did his thing, and he ended up going what third or fourth round, and then having a decent career in the league. And you know, as as a, a sort of a big brother, you're proud of that. You're like you watch him on Sundays. You're like, man, I remember him. And you know, Earl Okine. For him to have a, a career in the NFL, I mean. You sit there and you, you, he was the biggest success story out of our defensive line room, if you ask me. But it took a lot of coaching with him. It took a lot of, of, of teaching and, and, you know, after hours, you know, going through the playbook so that he understood it. And, and you just didn't want to leave nobody behind. So I think us as seniors, me, B.A., Marsh, uh, Jermaine, Tridout, Duke, all of us took that as a, a prideful thing to make sure that the guys who are freshmen and sophomores are – up to speed with us so that we can just roll. Definitely. What was your uh, your favorite rival game? I know we got a few rivals that, that we play each year. And uh, me personally, I hate Georgia. Uh, but talk about some of your rival games and, 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 and which one is your favorite. Georgia was always my favorite. The the atmosphere outside of the floor at the Florida Georgia game uh, is hard to top. And, you know, I had some 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 pretty memorable highlights in that game. 
um, in 08, 09, you know, that overtime, the field goal with uh, Taz Henry, you know, that that rivalry right there, that, that, I mean, you can't really top that. And then my most hated rivalry outside of prep was Tennessee. I, I, told, I told my wife, if I hear Rocky talk one more time, I'm probably going to snap. Because you, Ahmad, you know how it was everywhere we went. It was every version of Rocky Top that they could find. And, and then the, the week, the week we played Tennessee, they played Rocky Top throughout the bathrooms, the hallways, the training room, and every different version possible. Like and it rap. didn't matter if it was a home game or an away game. Yeah, it don't matter. They play like literally Rocky every Top. every. Yeah, you ever heard Rocky Top in a rap song, man? Well, they got it. So. <laughs> no, I haven't, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's terrible. They got it, and it's t- it's just as bad as it sounds. Is it worse than the T Pain Miami Dolphins song? I haven't heard that one. Hey, so, what, Miami Dolphins got a T Pain song? Or T Pain got a Miami Dolphins song? He probably yeah. shouldn't have one if he do have one. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why he got one. Uh. Maybe I'll play it as my song of the week in two weeks. Oh man, damn. That's not to say we did. Hey, hey, hey Tara, real quick. Um, who was the bully in that locker room? Who was beating people up? Who was the guy that you just don't want to meet in a bar fight? Who was the bully? Um, I know my freshman year, it was uh, Derek Harvey, and <laughs> but uh, I, but I don't I don't think Harvey was a bully. I just, he wasn't a bully. He just scared the hell out of you. Yeah, so just don't, <laughs> don't mess with silent, him. Like, just don't mess yeah. with him. Yeah, it right. was an unwritten rule that you don't mess with. Him. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah just, it felt like you know? just watching from afar. It felt like he had bodies somewhere. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then after that, I mean, bro, the, them them Lakeland cats, they they rolled deep, man. You didn't roll with the <laughs> cats. <laughs> nah, man, we cool cats, man. <laughs> don't tell me that, but I don't know what you mother was. The boys with tattoos. I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, man. You know, just playing with you guys, and um, you hit you hit it earlier, Taryn. You know, being able to work hand in hand with the secondary, and um, you guys did a phenomenal job of getting better every week, and that ultimately made the Gators better. So um, we appreciate you guys. Ultimately, you know, um, from a back end standpoint, that you guys were able to get pressure on the quarterback and. Um, cause errant throws and whatnot, or cause the ball to come out fast, and and vice versa. We helped you guys too as well with with, with coverage. I'm side. trying to get the stuff the fans really want to know. My who got all the girls? Like we know who beat beat, beat people up. Harvey beat people up, and y'all were scared of him. Now who got the most girls? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, huh? I'm, That's what the fans want to know. They want to know the <laughs> shenanigans. Like who got the most girls? Nah, bro. The fans want a thirty for thirty that we not giving them, bro. Not doing that. No, nah, we can't do that. We can't be Miami. We got a little bit more class than be out yeah. putting our dirty laundry out here for a buck. <laughs> right. So, Taryn, Taryn, who you got? Who you got? Who got the most girls? You? No, man, I was booed up my whole career. Oh, think- so you like a mod? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. For the sake of the show, yeah. <laughs> In a way. In a way, like oh. a mod. Bro, remind me to tell y'all what, how Paul Wilson did me this weekend in front of his wife. I'm like, Paul, Paul like, man, Paul yeah, told his wife all kind of stuff, man. My boy was, yeah. We got to get him on this show. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Taryn, everybody always likes to know, what are, what are you up to these days? I know you're in North Carolina for a bit, but tell us uh, kind of what you've been up to. I know you, uh, you were in the NFL for a little bit, uh, but what have you been up to since then? 
Uh, I'm in uh, real estate now. I, I'm, I work for a builder. Um, I just recently got hired by Taylor Morrison after moving down here. Okay. Um, but up in North Carolina, I was with a um, national builder called Pulte Homes. Yeah. And uh, that's where I'm at, man. Just slinging homes, taking advantage of this hot market right now. And, Let's go. Uh, living this tropical life again. Dude, I love it, man. Well, Taryn, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thanks so much for, for your time this evening. I uh, look forward to having you on in the future. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Absolutely, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. It's been a pleasure. Ahmad, man, we got to exchange numbers so that I can keep in touch with everybody. Yeah, I'll catch up with you. I'll get, you, I'll get your number and whatnot to reach out. Hey, thanks All for right, hanging man. out with us, man. I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, for sure, right, bro. I appreciate, appreciate y'all having me on, man. Y'all be easy. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. Be well, buddy. Taryn Sanders. Taryn Sanders is a good dude, man. Yeah, man. Really, cool. really enjoyed uh, getting to know him in college and, and glad that him and his wife and, and family are doing well. With that being said, we've got Jordan Harold uh, from the UF Recruiting Department and uh, Graphics Department. So we will um, – We'll bring him on in a second, but as always, let's give a shout out to our friend Carlton Black with Cardinal Financial, who's licensed in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia. He's going to help you with conventional loans, FHA loans, VA loans, fixed rate loans, really any kind of loan that you could want, construction loan, maybe you better buy a new house through Taryn. He'll help you out with, uh, with your new construction loan. Give him a call, 404-769-5501. Visit him at carlton.black at cardinalfinancial.com. You can shoot him an email there. You can't visit him there. Shoot him an email, carlton.black at cardinalfinancial.com. Again, 404-769-5501. Let's get Jordan on the line. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. And joining us for the first time on Stadium and Gale. It's been a long time coming. I think we chatted the first week he started uh, at the University of Florida as one of the assistant directors of creative media for Florida Gators football. Jordan Harold. Jordan, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. It's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, Jordan, want to talk to you. You've been at Florida for what, coming up on a year now, about? Yeah, we're getting there. I think it's about nine months or so. Uh, okay. Feels like it's been a year. Yeah, nine months. <laughs> Feels like a hell of a lot longer than a year. So you got hired during COVID. Uh, you were up in North Carolina, if I remember correctly, right? Yes, sir. So I was uh, working with the Hornets for a while uh, up in Charlotte. Uh, I was their graphic designer there. And uh, yeah, I moved down here during COVID. Wasn't quite sure what I was going to you know, get into. Obviously, there was a lot of unknowns uh, with COVID. And you know, if the season didn't happen, what was going uh, to happen? But it was a risk I was willing to take. So I love it. So, Jordan, talk to us a little bit about your story. So, you went to university, or I went to Miami University, pardon me, up there in Ohio. What has been your story since? How did you get into this world, and how did you get involved in sports, and then ultimately, how did you find your way into uh, to Gainesville? Yeah, so um, I started kind of doing some graphic design stuff when I was in high school. Um, I just did some stuff for my favorite athletes growing up. It was kind of a way I could be involved in sports. Um, you know, cause I was just trying to find different ways I can get involved. And, you know, I found a lot of attention from athletes that way, you know, it, was, it wasn't a, as big of a thing as it is now. Um, so yeah, so I kind of kept with it and stuff and I had did some stuff for Miami, uh, before I got there and they kind of reached out to me and was like, Hey, we kind of offer you a job if you, uh, end up coming here. So I was like, sure, I'd be down. So, um, I went to Miami university, worked there for four years with the football team. Um, just kind of worked with the coaching staff, working on recruit recruiting graphics, social graphics, marketing, 
all the above. So it was a really good experience for me because, um, you know, it wasn't as, there wasn't as many people doing it as there are, are now, you know, we, I had to do a lot of stuff on my own, try to figure it out as a student. Um, and it really kind of helped me get to where I am. Um, so then after I, I graduated back in 2019, which like I said, it feels like five years ago, um, I took a job at uh, West Virginia university, worked with the football team there as the director of creative media. So I kind of oversaw every, like everything from recruiting, um, you know, photos, stuff like that. And I was there for a short amount of time, just kind of realized that um, I wanted to try a little bit, something a little bit different, got the opportunity with the Hornets, went down there and uh, yeah, then ended up in Gainesville. Um, you know, I, I was talking with Kevin and Chris Stoney, who was the director at the time. Uh, they kind of, he kind of reached out to me, um, was asking if I was interested coming down to Gainesville and I was kind of looking to get back into college football. I grew up loving college football. Um, so yeah, so I ended up making the call. I drove down to Gainesville and came and checked it out and I fell, fell in love. So I, that's how I kind of got here. Yeah, I love it. So I, I think a lot of people see the graphics that get put out. They obviously see that you post a lot of, you know, the photography and everything else, but what is your job scope? Yeah. So um, mainly it's, it, it is graphic design. Um, so Kevin and I work alongside kind of doing the, a lot of the recruiting. That's kind of our primary focus um, as a group is, you know, doing the custom day-to-day -day graphics that the recruits get. Um, you know, right now, a big one that we're doing is like official visit uh, graphics for the guys, hopefully that we'll, we'll have in June. Um, so I'm doing a handling a lot of that kind of stuff. And then obviously a lot more of the social graphics that you see. So like during the season, game day stuff, um, you know, the game, the, the wind posters that we, that we put out, um, I did a lot of that. And then, yeah, just working alongside any day-to-day -day stuff that the coaching staff may need. That's kind of, uh, what we work on. Now, how did you get into graphic design? Were you more of a, a, a drawer, artist, painter? Like, how did you get into the arts field? Yeah, so I wish I could draw. I can actually not draw to save my life. That's one thing that really makes me mad because my dad is, like, really, really good at it, and mm -hmm. he obviously doesn't use it. So um, really, honestly, just I did some stuff on, like, my iPad a long time ago. It was kind of just being creative. Um, I didn't really think I was that creative, but um, I did some different things, and I just kept learning, and I think – the passion for sports really fueled me to keep going. Um, you know, I think if I was doing graphic design and something other than sports, I don't know if it would be something I want to do. Right. Um, but yeah, just kind of, the, I, I kind of realized it too, you know, I was picking up on a lot of things like I wouldn't read a book or I wouldn't, you know, do something like that if it wasn't aesthetically pleasing on the outside. Like if I, a book caught my eye, if I looked at a cover and was like, okay, I like that. So things like just minor things like that kind of, caught me and I was like, man, maybe this is something I want to do. And, you know, like I was saying, it wasn't something that I really thought would be turned into a career until, you know, I got to Miami and they were, you know, really serious about letting me do my thing and, and kind of kept going and, you know, job offers just started kind of coming in when I was still a student. And I was like, man, I might actually be able to do something with this. So it's kind of crazy how that all worked out. Right. Now, what do you usually find your inspiration from? I've seen Kev. Uh, we talked about Kevin, um, who got a promotion. He's uh, doing a different job, but he had your role before. Uh, I've seen him get his inspiration, whether it's from an album cover, a lot of these graphic, different graphic designers. Uh, what do you get your inspiration from? Yeah, man, there's a lot of different things. I mean, obviously, album covers are definitely a big one, um, you know, especially like with the recruiting, like with recruiting. You know, those kids love that 
that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I, I look at a lot of art. It's kind of unique. Um, I look on websites that have art from different countries. It's, uh, it's really cool to see just the different stylistic uh, things that they do and how they see art or how they portray art comparative to like maybe something that we would do. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of cool. And then, you know, just the day to day things, you know, if I'm walking around, if I see something, um, even whether it's in the store or whatever, like I kind of just if something catches my eye, I'll like scribble it down in my notes. And like I said, I can't draw. So it's a very poor drawing. But um, yeah, I find inspiration everywhere. TV, uh, you know, the outside world, wherever it may be. Now, are you are you because uh, I know Kev had a presence on social media as well with getting those designs out. Uh, do you plan on working on social media and, and joining maybe your social media with your, your art as well? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I do some stuff. I post some stuff like that with social media. I think, you know, right now we're hiring, uh, an, another role that'll kind of hopefully help where I'll, I'll be more focused on the social media, uh, side of things. I'm going to start working on, uh, with our video guy to start doing some more creative video things as well. Kind of just nice. branching out like, like I do with photography now, um, you know, just different things, trying to be as versatile as possible to help, you know, the Florida Gators brand and, and help us do whatever we can to be the best. So Jordan, when you got hired at Miami in 2015 as a freshman, the world of graphics was completely different than it is now. Right. Like there was certainly oh, yes. you know, some some good people that were out there, but it certainly wasn't as much, you know, directed by schools and everything else. How big is this field going to become? I mean, you guys, ha how many people are in your department now? So with this new hire or this hire that we're going to have, it's going to be three full time creatively uh, within football. And then we have Randy, who's our kind of our video guy. He kind of works with coaches video, but he does a lot of our social videos that you see. Um, on Twitter or like, you know, the YouTube show, he's a, he has a big part in that. So, you know, like I said, back in the day, it was only, you know, th there was no really like full-time staff for a lot of places. You know, I was doing a lot of stuff uh, for our football team. Um, our video coordinator actually kind of took over and started helping me out a little bit with some graphics uh, just because I wasn't able to keep producing on the scale that they wanted me to because I had class and, and stuff like this. And, you know, I think with NIL coming up and you know, the name image likeness, I think it's going to become even a bigger, you know, like there's going to be a lot more people involved. And I think a lot of coaching staffs and, and places around the country are going to realize very quickly how important it's going to be, um, you know, especially for these brands. I think, you know, there's a lot that we don't know yet with NIL. Um, you know, it's a very tricky tricky area that we're all trying to navigate. Um, but we're just really trying to do our best to prepare for whatever it uh, may come about it. Hmm. What is, what is the dream job for a graphic designer these days? What's your dream job? Man, that's a good question. You know, I, I really don't know what my dream job would be. Cause you know, I, I was thinking about this actually a couple, couple weeks ago, you know, I was sitting when I was at West Virginia uh, at 21 years old, one of the coaches kind of sat down with me and he was like, you know, what's your dream job? My dream job really at the time was just to be a director at a, a division one, you know, power five program. And, and at 21, I was already that, you know, and so I was like, man, where do I really go from here? And I started really questioning a lot of things. And, you know, that's why I think I partly ended up at the Hornets where there was a little bit more growth opportunity available, kind of starting at a graphic design level and, and working your way up to maybe like a brand manager or director of 
you know, creative services overseeing a bigger uh, area, I should say, at a professional level. Um, but, you know, honestly, I don't know. I, I, really, I don't know. Um, I think my dream job overall at some point, like I really love doing this kind of stuff and, and I hope to do it for a long time. But, you know, I, I talk to Kev all the time, like, man, I really want to get into like teaching and coach a little bit, you know, right. just kind of involving in a different way, uh, make an impact in a different way. Um, when I was, you know, I was at school, I was a teacher's assistant for a couple classes and it really kind of pushed me to be like, man, I kind of like helping people out, you know, wherever I can. And so I think that would be something that I'd like to do uh, down the road. Um, do you foresee that room? Cause I, I, like I've been seeing the growth, uh, Dan spoke about a little bit, the growth of, uh, the graphic design room or just all of the branding. Do you see that room potentially getting just as big as the, the regular recruiting room, room office room uh, with the lack of visits and, you know, like just technology being what it is, the internet marketing and, and, and recruiting is just as good as, or as important as the physical. Yeah, no doubt. I think uh, it, it'll definitely keep growing. Um, you know, I think we got a pretty big recruiting staff here, which is something I'd never be, really been a part of. You know, at West Virginia, we only had like uh, two dudes kind of running the whole show. So it was kind of different to walk in and, you know, have like right. nine, ten different guys um, doing it. I, you know, I don't know if it'll necessarily get to nine, ten guys or that big a scale. But, you know, I think what we do is very important. You know, and like I said, NIL is going to definitely uh, shift and the way we think and the way we, uh, what is about doing again? I'm sorry. It's what you're it? good. It's the, the name image likeness. So there's oh, like a okay. bill being okay. passed. Yeah. Just like with Florida and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I didn't get the abbreviation of it. Now I got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my bad. <laughs> oh, it's all good. So have you guys discussed that at all? I mean, it's, it's coming quickly, right? Uh, what June or July uh, of this year is, is when NIL you know, theoretically goes into to effect. Um, do you guys have much of a plan? I mean, obviously, if you can't talk about it, that's fine. But, you know, now all of a sudden you turn from just, you know, putting things out there for free and retweets and things of that nature. But now all of a sudden you're, you're talking about building brands that can then turn these players into, you know, endorsement deals. Yeah, no doubt. And I think, you know, we do have somewhat of a plan. I think the biggest thing is, is just kind of, uh, taking it day by day, we have some uh, cool ideas. I think that we can work with. Um, just like I said, it's just it's 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 going to be kind of a, a thing that we, no one really expects or knows what to expect from it. You know, there's still a lot of talk about how much or or you know what can come out of it. So, really, just trying to get on, stay on top of it without kind of overdoing it, and then you know just feel like we're wasting our efforts into something that you know doesn't ever end up coming about, but. I think with this new role that we hire here soon will definitely help us, you know, keep working uh, towards, you know, the goal that we want to achieve. And I've um, got some cool stuff in the works. Like I said, um, don't really want to talk about it too, too much yet, yeah. uh, but, but we'll, you'll, you'll definitely see some stuff. I'm on the lookout. Uh, how old are you and how are you, um, are you enjoying the city of Gainesville since you've been here? Uh, yeah. So I'm 23, uh, pretty young still. But, oh um, yay, oh boy. Yeah. You're hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're hanging out a little bit. He's yeah, got, he's got a salary in a city where you can drink all you want oh. for ten bucks. Hey Dan. Yeah. Dan, when I used to go back to Gainesville at 23, it was problems. Big man. Of ten dollar beers or ten dollar all you can drink beers. So how you uh, you like the city so far, Jordan? 
Yeah, man, it's cool. Obviously, with the COVID and everything going on, it's it's been a little bit tough kind of exploring. But, um, you know, we're getting there. Yeah, I was real trying to be real careful during football season. Obviously, didn't want to be the new guy coming in, shutting things down or, you know, <laughs> causing some problems. So I was really, you know, being real careful. Um, but yeah, I've been exploring a little bit as, you know, safely as possible. And there's a lot to do. A lot of people kind of said, oh, it's just like a small college town. You're not going to like it. But I mean, there's there's a lot more to do than just like a little small college town. You know, you got the college town part of it. And then I live, you know, in a different area where it's just kind of more of like a town like so I can kind of escape that like, hey, I'm, you're not in college anymore. But, you know, you can still go back and relive those days a little bit. Right. Man, I'm sure you do, man. I'm sure you do. <laughs> well, Jordan, dude, uh, we've been following your work for a long time. It's it's awesome. What what the graphics department has done in the last few years is mind blowing. I'm not sure if you've ever seen any of the work that Joker Phillips put out uh, six or seven years ago. But we've we've gone leaps and bounds from play wide receiver for the Joker. So sure. I think thank I, you for I your hard work and your good work. I think yes, we need sir. to. I think you guys need to make one for for posterity's sake. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> Jordan, well, it was a pleasure chatting with you. Remind everybody where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Jordan Harold, and, and my last name is spelled H E R A L D, and then five at the end of it. And then you can follow me on Instagram at J Harold Creative and go check out my work there. And obviously, follow Gators Football. It's a big deal. Um, you know, we're always trying to grow our following and build our brand as much as possible. So if you can, at least go follow Gators Football. I love it, man. Well, thanks so much, Jordan. We appreciate it. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Yes. Thank you guys. Uh, awesome. Thanks. Go Gators. Jordan Harold. You got a big camera. Just down to earth down, little, dude. Got a, a lens the size of my head. Say what? Oh, his camera. I'm just looking at, yeah. Just looking at his camera on his picture. Uh, yeah. Good conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to talk to the creators. What's up? Dan over there talking about what? Easy, Dan. Come on, you had a good questions. Good job. Man, that's your man. Do you have anything to do with recruiting part department, man? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. pulling out all stops for boys to be changing their mind next week, man. I, you know, hey. I'm glad we know you're cut differently. You're a different kind of cat, you know? I, you hopefully, guys, man, you know, I, I don't want to – Hey, Seth, I don't want to sound like the old uncle, you know what I'm saying, and, like, get old, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I kind of want to adapt, you feel me? But it's yeah. just tough, dog. I just, you know, it, I don't know, bro. Let me give a quick shout-out to uh, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The best of the best when it comes to insuring your life, auto, you know, renter's insurance. If you don't even own it, they can insure it. Financial services. Boating insurance, boating insurance, and, and visit bruninsurance.com. Um, he, he, everybody knows the number 954-589-2204, but you want to make sure everybody know to visit bruninsurance.com. Everybody's doing a little brand makeover, and he wants to advertise bruninsurance.com more than he does the phone number. So make sure you, you visit him for all your insurance needs. I love it. You guys Great. ready for Gator News of the Week? I'm here for it. We got a lot. All right, so Gators. Gators baseball sweeped Texas A&M. They're anywhere between two, three, four, or five ranked nationally. There's five different polls for baseball. So third-year sophomore outfielder Judd Fabian was named SEC Co-Player of the Week. He had five hits, three home runs. I'm sorry, two home runs and a double, uh, four RBIs, four runs, 
had a 0. 0.750 slugging percentage and was able to grab a home run before it went over the uh, before it went over the fence. Nabbed one, stole one from Texas A&M. Shout out to Judd Fabian and to the Gators baseball team. The Gators women's basketball team beat Charlotte in round one of the women's uh, NIT. Unfortunately, lost to Villanova in round two. Women's golf finished ninth at the Liz Murphy Collegiate Classic. Gators gymnastics. Silk, right before you came on, we were talking to Ahmad about it. Unfortunately, they finished third at the SEC Championships. I uh, had a couple falls. Uh, Trinity Thomas was limited. A couple other players were limited. Uh, but Leah Clapper is – Wait, time out. So yeah. he lying. He actually didn't have a conversation with me. I did have a conversation with him. Yeah, I had a conversation with my nine-year-old daughter. So Amaya came in here and had to briefly explain to all of us so before you got on a, a why the Gators lost. So, um, my apologies, Dan, Ahmad. I thought saying me chatting with a nine-year-old before Silk got on <laughs> would kind of a little weird. <laughs> Listen, so, so, so Dan said that we got to get Amaya on for a, a quick segment one of these weeks, man, just to give her a take on, on, on Gators gymnastics because it was, it was an awful night, Dan. Just, just so I, from what I gather, don't fret. Trinity Thomas will be back. The rest of the team will be de- will be back. Oh, um, we're good. Oh, we're good. good. We're good. According to Jamal, we are good. Uh, like I said, junior Leah Clapper uh, receives Florida's fourth SEC Gymnastics Scholar Athlete of the Year honor. So congratulations nice. to Leah Clapper. Uh, Gators lacrosse beat number 25 Temple two times in a row. Grace House, Shannon Cavanaugh. Sarah Resnick and Kara Trombetta, names that I've all learned now, all picked up AAC accolades this year. Florida men's tennis uh, beat FSU and TCU and have won 11 straight matches. They sit as number two in the country right now. Women's tennis beat I didn't know that they ranked this low. Number forty-one, Missouri, and number no, twenty. Why are they ranking that low? Why do you? Why do you I, want I don't that know. Far? I don't know if you're sitting in a room ranking one through work. you know a hundred. Yeah, just just give me top fifteen, top twenty-five. Or yeah, twenty-five. I'm just like, hey, football stop at twenty-five. I don't, I don't see a reason for us to go to forty, let alone forty-one. That that's a lot. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sarah Dahlstrom, uh, SEC freshman of the week, uh, Gators volleyball. Uh, goes one and one against number ten Kentucky, and then um, I think that's I think that's all we've got. So shout out to them, Gators women's swimming finished seventeenth at the NCAA championships. So give us a manscaped Adderid, and then we got to uh, talk about Kiwan Rattler. Oh man, I just got back from Chicago, man. I should have I, I shouldn't have done my manscaping before I went. I needed all the fur I could get. But shout out to manscaped.com. I went barebacked, clean, like a baby's bottom, Dan. Very good. Front to the back. Yeah. All you can get groomed. Holler at the good folks at manscaped.com. Use coupon code SG at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. They got the weed whacker that's gonna clear all your nostril hair out. They got the lawnmower 3.0 that works in the shower, not gonna electrocute you. Not gonna snag or cut your, your 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 family jewels. Great folks over there at manscaped.com. Coupon code SG at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. So we had a debate last week about a mod, but before we do that, we're gonna talk about Kiwan Ratliff. So Kiwan had 
previously only ranked five players for every position. And then when cornerbacks came up, he listed six. Fred Weary, Lito Shepard, Keywan Ratliff, Joe <laughs> Hayden, Janoris Jenkins, and Vernon Hargraves. We should take him out just to make it fair, right? Yeah, who? Yeah, we. He's got to take. He put himself third, right? So wouldn't draw any attention. No, he's right? been saying that none of these are in order. So I don't right. want. I, 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 think, I think that I think that was kind of a setup uh, statement right there. So he it's, he it's knew after yeah, 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 one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that if he started putting himself, no, he knew he was going to put himself on a list. You guys oh, right, agree you or disagree with that list? Yeah, no, but no, I like the list. I like that list, bro. If we're going, if we're going, like they, we, we, we're sticking to the five, like everywhere else. Since he the guy that made the list, we got to take him off. Yeah, that's my Ooh, take. Okay, well, but, let's, but, let's but, assume it wasn't him that took it, that created the list. Then who would you take off? I got, I got to take Vernon off with all his accolades. I have yeah. to. Ooh. I have to. I'm a big Vernon fan. Let me see who else on the list. Say the list again. Fred Weary. You tell me which one you're gonna take off. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the tough part. You, you tell me, Fred Weary, the all-time leader of interceptions. Keep going. Lido Shepard. Not doing it. Can't take. Cannot take Lido. Not doing it. Not doing it. Hayden. Absolutely not. Jenkins. Absolutely not. Hargraves. I'm gonna have to take you one off. Ooh. Okay. Over Vern, like you, like we could talk crazy, but Vern showed up day one as a as as somebody that locked the whole side of the field down as a pup. True story, though. I can't. You got bricks outside. Yeah. Um, no, you said you said, uh, that a, you said that with an S too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I, I and I, I don't want to make it like I'm disrespecting them, but it's just like this is how I'm gonna look at it though. All right. Now we finna go lie to play football. All right. I know you you can you can you can get interceptions and all that. You gonna come tackle? Vernon had no issue with that, man. Vernon had a really yeah. solid. Everybody's sure? sleeping over. Like, okay. I'm sleeping on him, bro. NFL, NFL scouts told me this man couldn't tackle. Are you sure? They no. said that about it. What are you even talking about? Vern didn't have no tackling issues like that, though, man. Oh, so they just got, they just got to the league and don't know how to tackle. They got to criticize some of you first round, mod. What do you mean? He runs a 4 4. He's locked down receivers. Like, they got to say something. Dog, you ain't watched this, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great player, though. He wasn't the top. I don't, I don't think too many people got two bricks outside, bro. So you can't take nothing away from that. I bro, I seen I this kid show up as the best defensive back. We had some guys that we thought were going first round with Marcus yeah, Robinson and, and Lucius Perifoy. This young buck showed up and he felt like the big dog. When he picked that thing off on Miami, he almost won the game for us. I'm just letting you know. Wearing number 16 going down the sideline. I was like, go! Yeah. <laughs> He's a shoot tackle away from winning that thing from us, man. We should have won that game, bro. But anyway. Oh, man. That's why I was like, man, I lost a lot of money that night of mine. That, that was a tough playing ride for us, bro. I was, uh... Anyway. Right, uh, yeah, I'm taking Rat off. Sorry, Rat. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. What you got, Dan? Who are you taking off? Um, I'm going to take off. Mm... Don't be scared. Yeah, man. I think he deserves to be on this list, but because he didn't finish his career at UF, I'll take Janoris Jenkins off. Okay. That's okay. a take. Yeah, that's, that's not a good one. Dan, that's, not, that, this, that's not a good one. This dude, scrap some shit up. I'm I understand, Dan. I, 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 I'm not taking Jink off there. Hey, I don't know what this man talking about, Soup, but I can understand. I don't, I don't nah, I seen y'all seen Jink jump jump too many rocks for pizza. Too many, bro. Too, yeah. I seen this man pick. I have seen this man strap AJ Green up, and the only he, way but he won us whole games. There was some games we couldn't move the ball, couldn't do nothing, 
and, and Jink just jump around and we out of there. Um, bro, listen, bro. Past. The only reason the only reason AJ Green was somewhat successful, our senior, Damn. I, I'm, I'm telling you, is because they were because they were so, so scared of Janoris on the outside. They was moving AJ Green to the third receiver on the inside, making him be guarded by Bostic. I'm trying. I was trying to they tell you about running from Janoris, Dan. That's what I'm trying to tell you, bro. Dude, but, I know Janoris Jenkins deserves to be on the list. I just had to take him off because he didn't uh, finish his career. I was just telling you about them boys out the muck earlier with the Western take. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get him on the field. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Boys, uh, like, hey. It's a little difference in, right. them, in them country towns. I might slap yeah. a little difference. You know, you know what I'm you know, I, Hey, listen, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm, still, I'm still trying to go to the muck ball. So whenever you're ready to take me, bro. Bro, this is this year. The, the corona killed us this past year. Because right. I'm ready, bro. Because I'm not going to no more Lakeland Kathleen games because that's a bloodbath. So we're going to the sidelines. Like, I got sidelines. Shout out to my man, Reese. Uh, he oh, comes at Pahokee. He listens to this I'm show. Saying, I, hey, hey, hey. I'm saying, so we're going to build a sideline or what are we going to do? We're going to be on the sideline. Bobby, you might even have a headset on. Yeah, Pahokee's offensive line coach listens to this show. We good. He'll get it, fam. Yeah, I got. I just got to make sure because, I, you know, I, I you know, I heard about how to be in the stands. and I, you know. Oh, no, it's peaceful. Yeah, peaceful? At the game. Yeah, yeah. Dan, they had to move the game to daytime. For what reason? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you talking yeah, about peaceful. which year? Maybe the lights weren't working. Maybe it wasn't that. Well, no. oh, what's the definition of peaceful? Uh, so, <laughs> now see, the, 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 they're like rival cities. So when the, the cities are at odds. It's best to have the game at daytime. Just yeah, I get it. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Blame it on the city. Okay, cool. We're yeah, gonna yeah. do that. Yeah, it's right. the city, not the schools. Yeah. All right, boys. Let's uh, let's get into top five linebackers, and then we'll get into what Ahmad wants to talk about. Uh, Javon Curse. Mike Peterson, Channing Crowder, Brandon Spikes, and Jared Davis. Gerard. Hmm. I, I got Gerard that high. Who am I missing? Say, name him again. Name him again. <clears throat> Javon Curse, mm-hmm. Mike Peterson, Channing Crowder, mm-hmm. Brandon Spikes, Gerard Davis. I'll take Antonio Morrison over Gerard Davis. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, four, four. Yeah, I'm just saying, and I, I think that, that that last spot is just so debatable. But just like yeah. off of like recent memory, not going too deep because there's some guys from from back in the day that I probably take as well. But just recent memory, I'll take Antonio Morrison. I'm trying to think. I go, yeah, bro. I forgot about Morrison. Hey, that boy used to bring that boy used to bring it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He won us that game against Florida State when he knocked Emmanuel out. That's, yeah, obviously, this is Keywans. Yeah, yeah. Let's take let's take this one off this list you know, too. He he on this CM, list too? So a guy like Wilbur Marshall's not going to make it on. Oh yeah, he's going about guys. He's I don't think so. I mean, it's still it's still <laughs> yeah. It's still so Wilbur Marshall guy. would obviously. Yeah, though no, there's there's definitely a ton of guys. Uh, any other honorable mentions or anything else? No, uh, I mean linebacker room. You just go so many different ways, but. Uh... The only other name, uh, you know, I thought Jelani Jenkins was uh, Jelani was nasty. Good. Yeah, you know, Alex Anzalone when but, he was but, healthy but, was really but, good. But, but, Not saying but, that they should yeah, replace any of these yeah, guys. Yeah, Just yeah. talking about other people on the fringe. Hey, hey Dan, you're, John you're, Bostic, you're, maybe? Yeah, you're, you're pick a Jelani over Bostic, though. How, how you how you rate them, Silk? No, I got Bostic you know, over Jelani. David okay. Reese. Bostic, Bostic got away to Uno too. Uh, I got Bostic up, but you know that's a five six one boy. I, I, I think I like bit. Bostic over Davis. I think I like Bostic over Davis. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. And Antonio Morrison, I like over Davis. 
and Antonio Morrison him. Antonio Morrison was a gangster. I, I, no like, disrespect. Like, like, yeah. Come on. He, I mean, I know he barked at that dog, and people may not like it. Yeah, it's all good. I get it. <laughs> all right, let's see. Finally, we can talk about top five safeties at UF. Reggie Nelson, Lawrence Wright, Major Wright, Keanu Neal, number 35, Mod Black. He made it, bro. I think he listened to the show. He, <laughs> he specifically put in there that he did not see Will White, Jarvis Williams, or Lewis Oliver. It's so well, funny because, it, like, again, this is everybody's opinion, but that made me do some wondering, bro. And I I just look at people's lists, right? And, like, mm-hmm. your, opinion is your, your opinion is your opinion, bro. But what mm-hmm. do we gauge, right? Then that's what we talk about. So when we talk mm-hmm. about, you know, this player, that player, when we rank players, right? Do we talk about tackles? Do we talk about interceptions? Do we talk about big plays? Do we talk about championships? Like, what do, like what do we gauge it on, right? So, I look at lists, and I, for instance, for 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 in specific Pat Dooley's list, I even texted to him. So, I, I went to Google, and I'm like, let me see how many people put out lists, right? Bro, you put stats in the, in, the, in in people's bio, a little biography about their name for a reason, bro, and it's like, this dude was number three overall at safety with 100 tackles and had a big hit in the game. Then you got somebody way down the line, number 10, with like 200. So I'm like, bro, like, this don't, like, how are we gauging this? So, newly tries uh, you, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I, I just don't, at, at this point, bro, I don't even get in those, those woofing matches. Dooley had it over you. He had you at 10. Who, what nine safety? Nah, bro, this man had me at like number seven, bro. With like dudes in front of me that is almost comical why are these dudes in front of me. But I, who's comical? I, you know, I ain't even getting into that, bro. That's oh, that. come on, man. Uh, man, uh, you, know, you know. Tell me. Well, I'm going to pull up a list, Ahmad, if you don't get to it. Ahmad thinks he's number six. Number six, bro. Mind you, I, had, I, I probably had the most tackles and interceptions of everybody on that list. Now, mind you, you want to go to big plays now? But, hey, that's I'm going to specifically ask you if you would rank yourself amongst higher than these folks. And you have to pick which ones you would be higher or lower than. Right. Major right. Are you asking me, oh, every person? Yeah, I'm, I'm asking I'm, the people yeah, that are ahead of you. I'm, 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 I'm higher than Major. We we know that. Okay. We, that yeah. What about Jar? What about Jarvis Williams? I don't know too much about him. You gotta you gotta coach okay. me up on him. Yeah, I don't even know much about him. I'm like, what, he, what yeah, he, he played when when everybody was youngsters. He, and made, he, played he made just starting lineup, didn't he? When we did the little fantasy. He sure time. did. Yeah, so probably because I looked at him. So so, so <laughs> how many so many steps and tackles he had? What's his ratio? You like him over uh, Ahmad? First team. You know what? My oh my! When I picked my teams, I wasn't focused just on interceptions and just on tackles. What are we talking about there? How do you pick a player? Do you just go by their name or what? No, 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 no. Like his first team All American, you know, oh, 575 man. NFL, you know, hey, you know, you know, you know, you know a guy they put on some NFL interceptions, a well, dolphin legend. Well, we, we do NFL or college, Dan. I, I got confused. <laughs> You already picked yourself by the time that I had. had nah, but, nah, right. but, but my my question is too, bro. Is like when, when like I'm on. Like, what, you you huh? still have three more players that you have right, to go yourself ahead. Let's go. Let's go. Lawrence Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared. Don't be bashful. <laughs> you know, I ain't bashful. I ain't bashful about nothing. We talk about big plays. 
right? He, 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 Lawrence Wright had a bunch of tackles, but yeah. when it's time to flip a flip a game around, I will I'm say, turn Ron got himself ahead of the Wright brothers. I'm telling you. Let's go. I love Lawrence he, Wright, bro. He but is the only person to ever win the Jim Thorpe Award. How did he win that, Dan? I'm on. I want to know I how he's on the voting panel. I'm sorry. I, I, I probably had two, I three. I had somebody, two, somebody bought out or something. I would think yeah, somebody, somebody the dude who won it got it like a DUI that week or something like that. So then they, you know, with no, with no disrespect, I probably had the greatest Thorpe Award winner all time. Like nobody good wins that award anyway. I, I'm just yeah. saying. All right, Lewis Oliver. Nah, I think. Hey, I'm just I'm just backing the mod, bro. I don't know who who better. I want to rank him. I was just gassing him up when we get these flippings. Yeah, I, 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 I love I love I love Lewis Oliver. I, you know, just from hearing him uh, hearing him speak and what everybody say about him, bro. Oh, he's the goat. Yeah, I can't really. Even, bro, I don't even want to touch him. I don't even want to touch him right now, bro. And Reggie Nelson, that's that's my goat, bro. So hey, you know, I don't even want to touch. Let me tell you, the people that have won the Thorpe Award are a lot of people you've never heard. That's what I'm trying to tell you, bro. Like, no, like no, no, bro, they be giving that shit away. Like, bro, like, bro, listen. All right, let me give you this, Dan. We just talked about Janoris. He strapped AJ Green, bro, to where he has he had. I don't think he had zero catches on Janoris or something like that. And they took Janoris off the Thorpe Award list that week, and they gave it the the uh, Pat Peterson. Yeah, like, yeah, you gotta like you know how, it's, it's, it's kind of like it's politics. It's, yeah, it's, it's like that. So it don't really matter, bro. Like it, I got you. They give it to to who, whoever. What about, they, what about Lewis Oliver? Did we say Lewis Oliver? Yeah, he, yeah. I don't want to. I can't touch him, bro. I don't really know too yeah, much about yeah. him, but from what I know, say one thing like, about him: Amar, two-time All-American. He's from Belgrade. He's from the yeah, market. He's telling yeah. you about this place, man. You just gotta you gotta trust and believe. Lewis yeah. Oliver is the goat. I, I ain't even touching him, bro. So I'm I'm good at three, Dan, because. Because Reggie, Reggie Nelson, Reggie, right. my, Reggie, my goat, bro. Now oh, Reggie now, Lewis now, Ahmad. Now, if you want right. to start getting to the ins and outs and stuff, eh, now we're getting sticky. Because well, I mean, I you know I don't you, same same with you. I mean, Lawrence Wright played when I was young. I never saw Jarvis Williams play. I never yeah. saw Lewis Oliver play. So I, I don't, I, I don't I, know. I, 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 I seen. I seen. I respect I all of that. I, I see that Major Wright. I I seen Lawrence Wright play, and you know I just feel like. I think people, people, bro, it's I'll all take, about. I take, I take Matt Elam over Lawrence Wright I'll all take, day long, bro. I take Keanu long. Neal over Lawrence Wright. That's just me. That, that's that's just, what I saw. Like, yeah. So nothing against him at all, bro. But as far as can turn the game around, yes, he's gonna come up and be a, a, a short tackler. Yes, he's gonna knock you out when you're not looking at him. But don't don't give me don't give me that Tennessee hit. Give me another one. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not disagreeing uh, with you. Yeah, so and nothing against him. I, I love him, bro. He, he bro, he one of the one of the, the goats, bro. The the the, the dude is before us. But I, I think one, I think one day, bro. Like I'm so I'm so humble about this, then and it may not sound like it, but one day y'all got to stop trying me, bro. <laughs> like, I'm just nobody's trying. Nobody's trying not, you. Not you. Not you, bro. Nobody's trying you at all. You talking about Pat Doolittle? He ain't talking about you. No, he's talking about Pat Doolittle. Nah, not you, Dan. I'm talking about the internet, bro. Like, yeah, we had him in like twelve. Like, 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 top five safeties, and they say no disrespect to Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal, what? All right, let's not even do that, bro. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, like you know, I love Keanu Neal. What mm-hmm. is, is he a, a great player in the NFL? Yes, he is. We all know Keanu Neal shouldn't went first round, bro. We know what why, why he went first round. I don't know. Keanu's a ball player. I don't know if he shouldn't have went first round. He should. He should have went so, first. So how we gauging that? You, you, you do. You do got to gauge too. You play with. You play with some very great players. He got. As well. He got drafted by his college coach, bro. I think Keanu, Keanu was going first round regardless. Though Keanu Neal was 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 pretty much. Uh, a what? 
He was, he was locked in as a first-rounder. Keanu yeah. Neal actually was just moved from safety to weak side linebacker. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Bro, what are we talking about, bro? Go look at this man's numbers, bro. What, what, what part of his numbers say, oh, we're going to pick him first round? You got now, if he, the now, now, if you get off the bus, all right, damn. Oh, shit. I mean, you that, come to tell you watching football, Keanu Neal was a very good football player. I don't think that yeah, ever yeah, yeah, prevented yeah. him playing like really elite ball. Yeah, time he was on the one year he injured. played with his hair on fire. So, so are we going for one year? First yeah, round. If you cut on, if you cut on the film and you see this guy get from point A to point B and cover a lot of field really fast, you're like, well, shit, we probably need to draft this guy. That's crazy. Goes, that's crazy. Really, really. I mean, yeah, that's how. Oh, I mean, well, hey. Potential in seeing a guy get from point A to point B really fast and cover a whole lot of field is what guy Reggie Nelson really drafted. It wasn't just like the stats. It was like they, the, the, him being a racer, him being able to cover a whole lot of field fast. And Keanu Neal was a guy that would come down. He'll not just cover on the back end. They have a, a good but – my, uh, but, my, but my thing uh, is he showed us really one season of that, bro. So when yeah, we talk about, so, when so, we talk, did, so when we talk about Marcus May – yeah, so when we talk about some of the greatest, that's why he don't get mentioned as some of the greatest safeties, bro. I understand these guys are great players. No, we I'm talking about before they got drafted. I'm not talking about the ranking, but you say okay. he should have went first round. I'm telling you why he should have went first round from he got first round potential. But yeah. when you when yeah. you look at it, when you look at the grand scheme of things, bro, yes, I mean I can name you a, a lot of players that can come down and hit you and play with like their hair on fire that didn't go first round, bro. That that is it, it's more to that than just being going fast from point A to point B. That is what that. really got it because he didn't like. I don't think like his. That's stats, what I'm trying to tell stats, you. What his stats I'm telling you, he got picked up by his own coach, bro, from his college no, coach. Like he bro. was graded as a first round draft pick by everybody. Yeah. What 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 pick did he get picked? Mm, what how many safeties got picked? That? How many safeties got picked that uh, draft first round? You're you're asking me to go way back into my. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know offhand, but I know Keanu Neal was graded as as I mean all a lot of a lot of must champ safeties was he was doing really good. Marcus May again, bro. Again, really bro, those guys are great players, bro. So I don't want it to sound like you know what yeah. I'm saying. I watched all them guys play, bro. Marcus May. He was like, drafted oh. number seventeen overall. He was okay. the second safety selected after Carl Joseph, who was drafted twelfth overall. Hmm. Who. I'm not sure it's in the NFL anymore. Yeah, he tested Keanu tested crazy. Right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, what I said, bro. He can get off the bus and freaking be, uh, uh, bro. It's not even close, bro. Like you look at his, you look at his size and look at how he how he moved, bro. It's unreal, bro. But mm -hmm. from one year body of work and then you go 17 overall, they they had some serious potential looking at you, bro. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Like, and how, how do we and how do we gauge this potential? That you know, we talk about this potential all the time. How do we how do we gauge that, bro? Because when we're looking at Marcus May tape, he went second round. I look at his tape, he don't he don't wow me like that. So I mean, but he's still he's still producing very well in the NFL. So I think right. like Marcus May, like, right. like so, but, he didn't but, but, he never he never really had a good season until that final year. Like he, he so, got so beat that, a lot. So, so, but what I'm saying is you don't know that as a coach going to draft these guys. So what what exactly are you looking for as far as when when you when you look at these guys potential? Right, so I know Marcus May was really smart, bro. He's really, really, really smart, bro. Like as far as being able to identify coverages, or you know what the office is bringing out there, how to line up. He's like a mastermind, from what I gather, bro. So um, that 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 could take you a lot. That's what kind of hurt me too, Dan. A lot of guys don't know, man. We were so good, bro, that it hurt us, right? Because because we didn't have to play nothing complicated, right? We just go play man. Well, mm -hmm. it's that's easy, Dan. So what happens when you get in front of San Francisco 49ers and they're like, hey, 
you know, tell us about this defense. And I'm like, shit. Because <laughs> all we had to, to do was line up and guard somebody, bro. That was it, bro. You know? Um, but, yeah, bro, all these, all these guys are great, man. You know, either way these guys spin it, you know, there's, that's their opinion. I'm just happy to be even be named in that. But, you know, at some point, now I look at it and I'm like, all right, bro, let's stop playing. Absolutely. Well, Ahmad, I'm proud and I'm sure you're honored to be listed in Kiwan Ratless top five shout to safeties. Rat. Uh, shout out to Rat for even doing this, bro, because he ain't have to do this, bro. And, 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 shout and, out and, to some good conversation, yeah. Yeah, and to keep it, keep it honest, bro, like he was a good sport about everything. And, you know, it, keep, it, it kept people busy for them, you know what I'm saying? For them days, bro, to wake up, you know, look forward to talking some balls. So, yeah, I had to take him off his own list, though. He yeah, we we might have to start making our list. No, nah, I'm cool. I don't got time for. Nah, you want to make? You want to make? Nah, bro, it's a podcast, though. I don't got time for the list. We didn't talk about these other two lists. I'm trying to clip my name. I don't want want y'all to think I got animosity with anybody, bro. I love all these guys play, bro. So don't, you know, don't come in my inbox with no foolishness. I'm just a fan, bro. Yeah, that's Uh, what I admit is a fan. So other lists that he named top slot DBs to play Matt Elam, Brian Poole, Gus Scott, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, and Duke Dawson. He did play the slot, bro. That's why it was kind of weird that he knew that because he did play our inside. Just and that then, one year, then he moved to safety. Yeah, he moved. To safety. He played. He played safety then too, our freshman year. But you know, we had Will Hill back there, and, and I don't know what what what, what that was. Well, he only he like Matt played two years safety, one year in the slot, right? Yeah, right. Will Hill was and, dangerous in that slot, though, bro. That's I'm, that's the one he should have named. Will Hill when we used to run that Joker package, bro. When Will Hill was a freshman, so Will Hill got our nickel spot with me and, and Major Safety and Janoris and Joe at corners. It was crazy. I remember Will Hill got the interception. It felt like it took him three months to return it. Oh, <laughs> All he had to do was dive in Georgia game, bro. We win the game, bro. We didn't want to have to do no extra kick, no Chaz Henry for the field goal, none of that shit, bro. All he had to do was literally stretch the ball out, Dan. You went 100 yards almost, bro. Just, bro, game over, bro. Score. Like, Just score. And then top return men. Solomon Patton, Antonio Callaway, Bo Carroll, Andre Debos, and then of course Brandon James. Uh, yeah. I mean, so shout out. Yeah. Hey man, you, you, your name your name is is amongst uh, amongst the goats, man. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. That's why I ain't even. I y'all do it for. I'm so, you know what I'm, bro, I'm so I'm so I'm almost flattered, bro, because it's cool, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because when I was growing up, I seen so many. Just imagine how many dudes put on the Gator uniform every single year, bro. Major, know like, you. Major, no. Uh, you think you're ahead of him? Major, yeah, know that. Major on the phone, and we can talk about that, bro. Well, you told him you had to break it to him. Nah, we can have that though. <laughs> you know, we we got to get Major on and figure out where he is. <laughs> he said, what "Don't say that needs to be had." Yeah, if, if we, you know, that's but we brothers, bro. So it ain't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was just messing I, with he, you. Oh, everything man. is everything. I get it. Everything, everything. He know I won't yeah. want to play with nobody, I, bro. It's like a bond that me and Maze had, bro. I wouldn't want to play with anybody else at safety. Now I'm, I'm gonna tell you who I like to play with at safety, Dan. A lot of people don't know this shit. One of my favorite safeties to play with too was Josh Evans. Josh oh, Josh Evans, Evans was, uh, yeah, he was fun to watch. Yeah, I, I like Josh Evans too, bro. He was solid. He was one of those guys that didn't didn't make too many mistakes. What he up to? We got check in on him. We ain't talking to him in a minute. We got check in on him. Yeah, good Josh. Josh. <laughs> Dan said, uh, no, he's a thing. He's straight. And he. Uh, yeah, he, 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 wasn't he involved in some tomfoolery a little bit? All right, well, never mind. 
Yeah, there's not shine no light on that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, I thought you were. No, Who's the one that jumped out of the like the second floor building? Oh my god! Oh, that was that was a kid from California, bro. That was uh Josh Shaw. Josh, Josh Shaw. Sorry, yeah, yeah. My apologies. Shout out to Josh Evans for not jumping out of windows. Oh, this man. We had Evans on the show, bro. Evans. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know, but of course I want to brought that up. Listen, Josh Shaw was 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 a weird cat. Well, he jumped out of second floor. He's from Cali. All right. All right, boys. Uh, you guys want to uh, wrap up, Silk? I think you got the song of the week. I got the song of the week. Okay, cool. Very good. Let me go with something uh, very chill. You've been putting a lot of Benny in the Butcher. Benny the Butcher, not Jenny, Benny. Ah, it's just like Benny. Benny. No, he's not Benny in the Butcher. He's not hanging out yeah. with the Butcher. He is yeah, the he, Butcher. He, Benny the Butcher. He is the Butcher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the one that's chopping up the meat. I imagine you're talking about he ain't hanging out with the Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Just kicking it with the butcher. Um, what do I feel like? Some R and B. No, no, I love R and B. You do? Which who's your favorite R and B artist? Um, I mean, I could pick a number of your favorite artists. A number. I don't think you could name any of my uh, my top. Um, let me just get let me get Chris Brown come together. Let me get something like little breezy. Okay. Like, yeah, Chris Brown's pretty good. Like Usher, <laughs> you know. No, I like Chris Brown's that guy. Big, big, big Chris Brown fan. <laughs> All right. Hey, same uh, corner, Lionel, same Lionel time, Richie. fellas. Lionel Richie. Yeah. I don't have any Lionel James Richie Brown? numbers. Big James Brown. James fan. Brown. Smokey Robinson. You wonder. We just really not off of man. Dan on Google, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on Google. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, same corner, same time, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate y'all, boys. My audio probably be a little bit better next week. I left my mic, so same. All right, y'all. Table
to dive in. 